What's happening, everyone? Welcome to the Paranormies Live Sunday Night. I'm Johnny Monoxide, and tonight I am joined from the land of the rising sun, Mr. Alt Skull. Hey, konnichiwa. Konnichiwa, Alt Skull. What's going on? Also joining us, Jack, the former intern. What up, Jack? What's going on, fellas? Oh, not much, not much. Oh, uh, down in the dungeon taking notes, Grognak. What up? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, excited what's happening? Yes, very excited. And joining us this evening for our Sunday night live stream from the Archaics Research, Mr. Jason Brashears. Hello. Hey, how you guys doing? It's good to be back. Hey, what's up, Jason? Good to have you back. And joining us for the first time. Flat Earth British, Mr. Martin Liedeke. Hello, sir. Hey, brilliant to be here. Thank you, Johnny. Is that my microphone okay now? Platforms? It, it's there. It's we'll, we'll have to listen a little harder, but yeah, you're there. <laughs> I don't know if you can turn it up a little bit if you have a oh, volume right, control. Thank you. All right. Yeah, that's good. We got yeah, you. I just did. I just did, but I'll do it more. Oh, no, that's good. That's good. That's good. Uh, yes. Finally, yes, we have the... Yeah, the, you put it right to your mouth and it's... Well, I don't know. <laughs> Yes. Um, you guys have been you guys have been hanging out uh, for a little bit together down there in Texas. Am I right? I, I can't seem to get rid of him. <laughs> oh, that's not fair. I thought I'd been adopted. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you're from Wales. Oh, so, Johnny. yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know. Texas, Wales. I, I think I'm going to go with Texas personally. Yes. sir. What's up there, Jason? <laughs> no, it's. <clears throat> He, we have a mutual friend, and uh, he's visiting her, but she's pretty close to, to me, and it just worked out this way. And since he's in Texas, and Texas is a big place, we've been showing him around and taking the opportunity to do live videos together. He's been in the Archaic Studio twice. We're going we're gonna to do a third here in the next couple of days. We decided to go ahead and do a meetup together since he's here. So that, actually, we're just taking advantage of the fact that we both – have the same habit of everywhere we go, we take a one terabyte drive with us with everything, every piece of research we've ever done. So we just <laughs> spent days copying each other's research notes and images and galleries and all that. And uh, it's just, it, it worked out. It's just, we get along great. Uh, and it's just mutually beneficial. That's awesome. So does this mean that when I come to hang out, I've got to bring a five terabyte hard drive? Because I got a copy from all everybody. All you got to do is bring a terabyte. Yeah, all you got to <laughs> do is bring a terabyte drive, and I'll let you copy everything I got. Oh boy! Oh boy! Here we go. Did yes. you guys make it to Rockwall? Not yet. Oh, we're already we're discussing the trip. We already came up with with some significant resistance. Uh, apparently, people in Rockwall who are gatekeepers, um, uh, they have already sicked a geologist on me, who's who's pretty much gone over over and above what he should be trying to convince me that the whole thing is not worth me coming to look at. But, uh, hmm. yeah. Uh, so we're still discussing that in a couple of, a couple other trips to uh, archeological sites. We're right here, local to Texas. Yeah. That sounds like a really likely story. Like if someone knows that something isn't what it is, you're going to be really passionate and ideological about making sure that someone knows that it's absolutely not that thing. That yes. You- <laughs> I, I can see someone doing that if they believe that it's an actual constructed structure but mm-hmm. not if it's just a rock wall you'd just be like okay go ahead go look at it do yeah. whatever you feel like you wouldn't be like 
passionately against it. This reminds me anomaly is a problem because the original the original pictures that came out show actual human construction with with keystone arched windows and door. We I have the original pictures, but what happened was in the nineties and early thousands, geologists went down there using a tractor and excavated an area that they claimed was a part of the wall. But it's just it's just a uh, uh, it's just a, a bulldozer scraped piece of side of a cliff, and they're claiming that that's the part of the wall, and they're using that as evidence, and they're and they're showing that it's like forty million year old piece of strata, which has nothing to do with the pictures that were taken of the actual excavations. Hmm. Hmm. So they're making up fake stuff while pulling a whole uh, nothing to see here. Please move along. Basically. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Sounds about right. I mean, they did that. Uh, well, I mean, you know, in in, uh, in Egypt now, you can take a full 360 degree virtual tour of the, the Giza Pyramid, you know, and just, ex- I mean, trust us, it's exactly what it looks like on the inside. <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah. That's a, uh, that's, but that's, that's yeah, for a different, that's for a different popular. show. What's that? What was that, Jason? I'm sorry. So those are getting pretty popular now. Oh, the three, yeah, the three D uh, so drone that, tours or whatever. Popular now. Yeah, those are they're doing that a lot. The three D uh, like yeah. drone tours. It like I see people like taking virtual vacations almost with those. But um, it's crazy. Yeah, it is. So you guys did a couple of weeks ago, uh, or was it even less time than that? But your your Civil War show. That has been that has been quite the topic recently around. Um, it's not just you guys. A lot of people are talking about the Civil War or or whatever it was that happened in the 1850s. Yeah, well, it's it's definitely. I mean whatever element about the civil war that we research is definitely not what we've been told. Anytime original research is conducted, we come across all these dead ends and we're stonewalled. It's a, it's not the way it should be. I mean, it's, it it should have been, it should have been so well documented since there were so many participants and so many perspectives, but that's not what we're finding. Yeah. Finding that the government website concerning the images and photographs of the Civil War all comes from one family who just happened to preserve a whole bunch of pictures uh, in a greenhouse or an attic or something. It's just the whole story didn't even make sense. And the whole and the whole thing between Martin and I it was because I had just came back from San Diego on a book run and I brought a bunch of books from the 1800s back with me. And one of them was this fascinating book on the Civil War. And it said and it wasn't supposed to be an authoritative guide to the to the to the events of the Civil War, and all 251 pictures were pen and ink illustrations, and that's what got me. That's that's what led to the whole whole video. Mm. So a whole book, which is supposed to be the definitive guide to the Civil War, and not a single actual photograph, in an era where photography was pretty pretty well established. But there are photographs. There are photographs. Oh, okay. Two official correspondents. Uh, yeah, Matthew Brady, he became famous. He was the first official war correspondent. And a guy from Scotland, um, Alexandra Gardiner, who admitted that the photographs that he took, he set up. So the Get- famous Gettysburg uh, photograph mm-hmm. of the body next to the wall, with the rifle uh, leaning up against the wall. He states, Gardner, that he set that photograph up. 
So the photographs that we have show missing dead bodies, considering these are supposed to be Napoleonic-sized battles where tens of thousands have fallen. The photographs show one or two bodies, and they look like dummies anyway. So why are they corrupting the photographic record, and why is most of it on engravings and you know pencil drawings? What's going on exactly? Photographs have been around 20, 25 years by the 1860s. So... They should be, you know, the most covered event in American history should be very well photographed, but it's not. And the plates we got apparently came out of a greenhouse in Maine. Where in Maine? discovered them in the last century. In Maine, in a greenhouse roof <laughs> were glass plates with the records of the American Civil War, and that's our record, apparently. That's insane. That's absolutely yeah, that's insanity. So, that's such a dumb... <laughs> like the first thing you would assume, just as you said, was that there would be records and it would be documented and it would be kept in. And pre- it's like the stories of the moon landing. It's like, oh, yeah, we lost all of the uh, telemetry data and all the tapes we taped over. It would be a painful them. process to build it back. Yeah, uh, we can't do that, can we? <laughs> oh, I'd Got go back in a Saturn. I'd go back in a nanosecond, <laughs> Don Pettit. <laughs> nanosecond. Nice one, John. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. Like, yeah. I mean, okay, we, we had all the plates, but we gave them to this guy and he used them to build his greenhouse in Maine. Okay, that checks out. Hold on a second. Hold on. And then this, he, and he, this, he uh, used the plates to build the greenhouse. The greenhouse was built at these plates. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. They were they were glass plates. Uh, <laughs> photographs were taken on in the 80s. Oh my god! And half of them. No, they said that the half of them were were sun bleached, so we lost half of the photographs. Oh my! And this is all we've got left. Okay. Oh my god! Really, so really. this the is actually just stinks, you know. This is actually worse than the moon landing. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. It's there's a little bit of lag. I yeah, I have because like you know the whole civil war. You know, starts in one guy's house, you know, in um, in Molasses. And he's like, am I allowed to swear on that? Sure. On absolutely. You say what you like. Of course. Yeah. He, say, he says to himself, yeah, fuck that for a game of soldiers. I'm moving to South Carolina. And the next thing you know, four years or three years later, they're signing the surrender in exactly the same guy's house when he's moved thousands of miles um, in Appomattox. Makes yeah. zero sense. So yeah. they're saying it started in the same guy's house as it finished in the same guy's house. It's too much for my imagination. That's it sounds like that's, that's another one of those that sounds like the Civil War, uh, not the Civil War, I'm sorry, the World War One, yeah. where the license plate of the armistice had the armistice date encoded into it, the same license plate that Fre- whatever the guy's well, name Franz was. Ferdinand. Franz yes. Ferdinand, right? It was killed by Gavrilo Prince with the, yeah, the black Gav- Gavrilo Prince had just gone to get a sandwich after he missed the assassination attempt <laughs> the first time, and then he came yeah, back. They- Threw a hand grenade first of all, and exploded on the. Then he went and got a sandwich, and and then he just happened to see him again because they didn't evacuate the guy. And then the encoded date of the armistice is on the license plate of the car. Like, yeah, all that checks out. Yeah, I never knew that. Yeah, it's it's every it's always like that. Everything's always like that. You can look at the license plate, and it's like, yeah, it's like. They're just telling you, aren't they? They're encoding it, so you know you you know it's all bullshit. Oh yeah. Absolutely. The uh well and you know, and everything always turns out to be like an episode of the Pink Panther or something, like how it how it works out. It's always some some crazy story, you know, and, and that's how that's how the war started. It doesn't make any sense. None of none of the stories about how any of the wars have started have ever made any sense, my opinion. No. 
No, the first major battle, the Battle of Bull Run, when you look into that, it just makes zero sense. You know, apparently all the population of Washington went there on, um, you know, with their picnic baskets to watch the battle from a hill. Right. So, dig, oh. they're going to watch people have their heads blown off by cannon, yeah? Well, Which is what happened. It doesn't make any sense. And exactly. It doesn't make any sense. The, um, enemy. It makes no sense. The, you know, the Confederate artillery is supposed to have um, aimed it at, you know, the population that were sitting on the hill and blew up all, like, the elites of Washington. So they all, you know, it's called the Great Skedaddle. It's apparently when they all run away. Oh, but, boy. you know, the whole narrative for, you know, Fort Sumter, you know, the evidence for, um, you know, an aggressive behavior by the Confederate Army is, mm. is unsure. You know, there's something definitely, something else going on. Well, the whole narrative hey, about the war in... Guys, but I'm not sure if we're streaming right now. Johnny, uh, according to OBS, Looks like we're having problems on all three platforms. Okay, OBS is streaming. Um, yeah, your D Live hasn't come up yet. That's not live. Your chat feed is there, but it's not. I'm not looking at it now, and it's not live. Oh no. Uh oh. Um. Accord. Well, chat feed's active. According to OBS, we are going. So I don't have. Any of the other ones up because it's likely my internet. I don't know. This uh, it's belated. Sometimes it's late anyway. It's it's belated on uh, on OBS. It comes through later. Mm. So maybe that's it. There's a delay. It could be. I don't know. We're recording this anyways, and it's going to be released as a podcast regardless. So that's that's a that's that's a plus. So if people are not getting the stream, none of the streams are up, Grognak. None of them. No, they don't seem to be. Just the chats. All right. Well, I mean, we can just jump right back into where we were with the Civil War. Well, one of the a good argument that critics like to like to use concerning the. Uh, Civil War pictures, they say, well, there are pictures of dead bodies uh, after the battles, because this is one of the questions that we raised, Martin and I raised in that original video, and said that there's no way that anybody would have passed up the chance to make the money that could have been made at that time by taking original photographs after a battle was over. There's no more danger. And the previous argument that that battles couldn't be, re you can't photograph a battle because it'll always be blurry. This is another argument that was made for the, the camera technology of the time. Although Martin disproves that by pulling up photos from the 1840s and 1850s prior to the Civil War, where they show moving water and oxen and carts, buggies and stuff that are in full motion, horse and rider, and they still came out crystal clear. So that whole argument about not being able to, to photogra photograph battles is absolute BS. It's bullshit. So uh, the other argument is about uh, the two or three uh, uh, photos that are claimed to be authentic show they only show three or four bloated dead bodies in civilian attire. So this isn't evidence that these big battles happened. Those are just three or four bodies that are bloated out there in the field, which could have been easily supporting the other narrative that we're starting to explore, which is it was never called the Civil War until many years later. And it was never called the war between the states until ex post facto. Initially, it was always called the War of Northern Aggression. 
and all the evidence, especially the genocide that Sherman did, Sherman Tecumseh, um, all the evidence shows that there was a massive attack, a whole series of attacks from the North on civilian populations in the South, and that the whole episode and the whole narrative of great battles was just to cover up the fact that it was actually a, a, a genocide. They actually killed man, woman, and child. And these uh, these great battles could have never been photographed because they never happened. Huh. Well, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, a lot of, a lot of these wars... Um, you know, ex post facto were, were called something differently than what, you know, originally. And I've always heard it, you know, from Southerners as the war of Northern aggression. Always like that's what always, always, always. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Also being, being, being a Southerner myself and having family members uh, who are Southerners, have, they, they refuse to call it the civil war. They only refer to it as the war of Northern aggression. And it makes a lot more sense when you, um, start putting the puzzle pieces together and you look at it and it what it looks like is that they're the north or the elite decided that they needed this territory and probably there was a lot more independence i think that that part of the story is probably true uh, that there was an aggregation uh, of power into the federal government and that the states were a lot more independent back then and they didn't like that because they didn't have as much control as they wanted and so uh, they came up with a narrative that says, oh, yeah, well, these uppity Southerners aren't doing what they're supposed to do. And they added the whole ridiculous slavery narrative later when only one percent of the population even owned slaves, uh, according to the standard narrative. So, like, oh, yeah. to say that all these Southerners in the South are just going to fight for a bunch of rich that's, plantation owners who own slaves when it doesn't benefit them whatsoever. That's what we talked about earlier. I mean, so, like when I was it's well, more more. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to I was going to say that the original the original story about why the war was even started in the first place. I don't buy it because I don't believe a whole bunch of Southerners went to war over defending, you know, keeping the help. Right. <clears throat> Which is what we were taught. We were always taught that it was over slavery. No, no, they didn't. Right. I didn't know a bunch of Southerners. I ain't giving up my niggers and no Northerner. And I'm going to go shoot my cousin right now. Like, no, none of that happened. None of that happened. <laughs> Most of them didn't even have any. That's all, that's all bullshit. It's, right. Yeah. There's a a real deep a, a real deep dive into slave owners is going to pull up a whole lot of blacks who own slaves as well, and uh, um, it's, it wasn't it wasn't just uh, white people owning slaves, but this whole narrative on the orphan trains, the whole narrative on the sanitariums, they weren't called insane asylums till later. They were initially called sanitariums. Because mm -hmm. all this stuff happened basically at the exact same time. And we believe that it's intrinsically linked to whatever happened with this Nor of Northern aggression. Well, what about what about all the um because I know there were orphan trains that went all the way out into, into like Utah and California, um, which were all again in like the, you know, the 1870s, 1880s and whatever. Um, what about the theory that the civil war was a cover for some sort of, and I know the word Tartaria gets thrown around a lot, but like a, um, like a wiping out of whatever they would 
I don't know, because a lot of these a lot of these uh, armies around the world at the time had very, very similar uniforms. Right. So you would have Russians and French and Americans all wearing the same kind of uniform in a blue. And then you'd have uh, some other kinds of Europeans and uh, different Americans. The Southerners were wearing another kind of uniform, which was identical, but just in different parts of the world. What there's a theory that this is how they, quote, got rid of uh, erased the what we would call Tartaria. Because you know, really interesting. The French army's got identical uniform to the uh, to the Union army. Same caps, yeah, you know, exactly the same, right? Um, you know, and that's you know, you contribute to the Franco-Prussian War is what I'm thinking of. That was the first photographed French-European war in history, um, which is is also a cover story because the whole of uh, Paris, central Paris, was completely gutted and burnt out and wiped out. Mm-hmm. What we call the Fr- Franco-Prussian War. 1871. And how many American cities got burnt out the very same year of 1871? A few is what, ha- you know, there's something big is happening in this era, guys, you know, and I mm-hmm. think it's on along them lines of um, some sort of reset. You know, that, um, I definitely think there was some sort of genocide going on. I really do get that hunch. And, uh, you know, these Napoleonic battles, you know, the idea of standing 100 yards away from somebody else in a line and then shooting at them is makes zero sense it does it doesn't make any sense why didn't everyone defect you got a teenager you're gonna get teenagers to do this right you're gonna get you get 18 to 18 19 year olds to do that stand in line with a gun that barely works in the first place and point it at another 18 19 year old 100 feet away and just shoot but that doesn't make any sense somebody standing behind you was reloading no that makes no sense no so it's just bullshit i think yeah and we used to we used to do reenactments and stuff. Is, it's bullshit. Like literally, <laughs> yeah, but the reenactments, like I was just going to say, started two years later, right? Right. So like they got the reenactment of the Battle of Gettysburg, where the two opposing enemies are all fucking shaking hands, all best buddies again. Oh, that was a great battle, and they're all friends again. I'm like, what? Isn't it? And aren't there any bitter feelings towards one another? This is fresh, you know. The fog of war has just gone. Like, <laughs> right. No. No, they got they got uh, reenactments uh, up and running like literally straight after. It just makes zero sense, guys. The reenactments make sense if you uh, if you think about the idea that they wanted to cement a certain narrative. Well, that's all it is. It's just yeah, cement yeah. an ideal. Yeah, all Lincoln seems to be bothered with is finishing the um, the Capitol building dome. Everything else seems to be superfluous. It just doesn't seem to matter. Right. But um, concerning slavery, you know, I, I posted evidence of white, you know, um, white slaves as well yeah. Yeah. and uh, Jewish slave owners as well I mean right. how many Jews were these well, also black landowners in the south the whole yeah. land, tracts of land you know elite blacks in the south you know yeah. so it's not the way that they tell you that's a definite yeah. no Atlanta didn't just become a rich black place overnight there's old money there yeah well, that definitely. was left burning and Sherman's <laughs> Of course, during that time, they had the resources and ability to build a Parthenon and other buildings like that 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 they um, later destroyed when Tecumseh Tecumseh Sherman's army rolls through. All the way to Savannah, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, on the coast. Um, But it's really strange, you know, the Sherman neckties when he's apparently tying railway lines into knots. I'm wondering how he exactly achieved that. Yeah. How do you tie railway lines in knots? 
they must have heated them to a super oh, yeah. and then tied them into a knot because I can't work it out. They, the, I think the standard narrative is they have some tool, but they've never shown. Yeah, how I, I, I've seen a photograph of said yeah. tool, but you know, yeah. I'm seeing you know pictures where it's all just in knots. I'm just right, right. Like, uh, show me the tool doing that, yeah. please. No, it looks like something yeah. like that would have happened in a Popeye cartoon. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah, the Acme. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. The Acme train track tangler. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Uh, nobody, <laughs> nobody ever dies. <laughs> That's yeah. rule number one. It's like an episode of the A team. Right? <laughs> it's a- yeah. Love it when a plan comes together. Oh yeah. Oh, we were talking about that at work the other day, dude. Um, like I said that I love it when a plan comes together. And we started talking about the A team. How many rounds were expended every episode? At least a thousand rounds. Not a single, not a single bullet wound. Any episodes. Nobody's ever been shot in that show. <laughs> yeah. And Mr. T never ever fired a gun. He just beat them up physically. Yeah, he would just beat him up. Yeah, B.A. Baracus. And yeah, I always had to drug him to get him on the plane. Yeah, B.A. Baracus. <laughs> I love that show. I do. I, I, man. Yeah. Man, I love that show. I, I do. I, I, no, Matt I, Murdoch does my head in, though. <laughs> you know, their, their relationship face some bad Murdoch. Yes. <laughs> he does his head in, and he does my head in in, in, the, you know, in the meantime. Yes. Stupid shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, it all works out. Yeah, speaking of speaking of expended uh, munitions, the Civil War uh, seems to have an exorbitant amount of cannonballs just laying around afterwards, like mm. millions of them. Some of them yeah. stacked. Well, right, rifling was invented. Right, but some of them were stacked neatly. Yeah, they they like, collected them all up, apparently. Right, but some of them were everywhere, and apparently that's what leveled Charleston, yeah. right? Yeah, I seen the photograph of that. Yeah, all nice little pyramids, all collected up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think that's what's going on. No, what do you guys think is the deal with the I with the cannonballs? There's not enough kinetic energy. Um, well, I don't. I think there's something else. I've showed some evidence of like electromagnetic technology with these cannons. You know, like basically, uh, when they say charge like charge the enemy the charging like the cannons and there's electromagnetics going through and it comes out with kinetic energy mm-hmm. and literally anything it touches like to disintegrates is more in line with a cannonball that just like hits a building and some of them they bounce off you know because there's not enough thrust in them makes no sense that actually makes a lot rifling, more sense uh springfield rifle in the american civil war and that revolutionized the whole of warfare and in Europe, we had howitzers in the 1860s, you know, mm-hmm. the big German cannons, and you had, um, you know, the siege machines and these anomalous um, battleships, the um, ironclads, which look like stealth bombers in the water. They just shit out of nowhere. These are the first iron ships in the world. It's all wooden. American Civil War shows up and they got super, super futuristic ironclad battleships. Makes no fucking sense. Right. And a submarine, too. Apparently, there was, like, the first hey, submarine Martin, in the Civil War, too. Yeah, yeah. The, the Huntington. It's in South Carolina. You can visit it today. Pedal-powered. They brought it up in the modern day. <laughs> Pedal-powered. Kind of like the brain-bashing panel. machines from the Holocaust. They're showing you, like, oh, yeah, man, these guys drowned in the Huntington. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I think, you know, it's just another psyop, guys. I really do. If it's on History Channel, it can't be true. That's true. That's a good on point. On your channel, I saw you mention how amphitheaters may, maybe weren't meant for what they said they were. What do you think about amputations? Do you think that was really cutting someone's arms off, or do you think that had something to do with sound as well? Well, amp, um, you know, like the word uh, amp in electricity uh, sort of tells you, but also amp 
in Greek means two meanings. So there could be two meanings as well, you know. But um, I've seen um, evidence of operations using sound in uh, Japan where they're just making vibrational qualities like that over a, over a boy and they're literally taking his appendix out no anesthetic the boy feels nothing with a vibrational quality you can just literally switch off bits in the uh, you know in the chi system if you like where you feel no pain hmm. so, yeah hmm. well, that's cool don't need anesthetic just switch off them chi points people who are trained in martial arts they can literally switch people's chi points off and paralyze people and then they just touch them and put it back on again you know, they just unlock them. You know, the people are paralyzed, and then you've got to unlock them. And then they're unlocked. Hmm. If you know where the, uh, the chi points are in the intercom system. So that's not just... Water, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> we just went from, we just went from uh, Tartaria to the Civil War to Kung Fu. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't worry. It's all, it's all tied in somewhere along the line. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh man! So, what else yeah, about the Civil War is fake? Tataria, yeah, I definitely think they're doing that. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, Martin. What was that again? Yeah, I think they're wiping out Tataria. I think they were mopping up until the Second World War. Um, the bombing campaigns of uh, the Second World War made absolutely zero sense, guys. That all they did was attack architecture more than anything. Civilian, ta- civilian targets, yeah, Dresden yeah. and all that. Yeah, it made no sense. Yeah, so they were just attacking the architecture and taking out that world for the the new world order that they had, you know, all lined up for everybody after World War Two. You know? Yeah, I heard you guys talking about the other day uh, about um, Tartaria and <clears throat> the Russian area and how after the Bolsheviks took over Russia in World War One, that all the publishing companies were revamped or changed or. Um, you know, aggregated into one group and then a single narrative of history started to come out. And then that's where all of the new narrative about what happened after, I don't know, what happened before rather uh, World War One with Tartaria in the Russian area. And it's funny, it, it does seem like a lot of these wars focus upon architecture and civilian centers and cities. And then all of this is blasted and they're replaced with something new. And then the history books also write a new history of what happened. But um, yeah, so a friend of mine was asking about like, well, what is Tartaria? Was it this worldwide civilization or was it this Russian uh, empire or what, what happened after uh, world war one? Uh, what do you guys think about that? Jason? Well, uh, I'm not an expert on tar- Tartaria. As a matter of fact, I hardly ever discuss the topic. I am familiar with Tartary, and I understand that uh, a loosely confederated amount of kingdoms formed that area, and they really didn't. They really didn't just develop their 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 politics and policies and all that un- until you know about 300 years before the Romanovs uh, took power in Russia. The Romanovs were very favorable of Tartary and 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 the Huns, and I mean really. Really, there was no problem with with Christian. The Christian Romanov uh, Empire of Russia was basically a very peaceful empire, but very powerful. And Tartary was a part of that. Was part of that political structure. But I'm not. I'm not on the Tartaria stuff. I'm just not really an expert. But what I can tell you is that the narrative that you're talking about, the rewriting of history, it went in tandem. What the Bolsheviks did went in tandem with with the Rothschilds, the Astorias, the uh, 
uh, Carnegie and the Rockefellers were doing right here in the United States and in the UK and Europe with the funding of all these new libraries in the 1890s all the way to about 1920 with all with publishing houses producing all new new volumes of books, new encyclopedias, and uh, basically filling up the world with a whole a whole new version of history. Yeah, and that happened. That I mean, again, that happened everywhere. You know, it wasn't just. It wasn't just uh, there. One of the questions about about Tartaria that I always always bring up is how if it wasn't if if there wasn't a worldwide network, if there wasn't a worldwide empire of sorts, how did everybody build all the same building? on all the places, including islands and like in the well, middle of the and jungle the star forts as well. And the yes. star forts and the star forts. Yes. The star forts replicated everywhere. Yes. Yeah. How, how uh, there yeah. had so to be right. In exactly the same architecture in Melbourne or Hong Kong. Right. Or South America or North America. Or right. It That's doesn't matter. how, the same architecture, how the same weird statues. <laughs> and well, there was just the, the, the people who built these. It was all one people. I, I think they were all speaking one language. You know, I think that Babylon, Babel, people are in control now. You know, they told us they confused the languages. Mm-hmm. What have we got? Confused languages. I definitely think they're talking about now. Um, I, you know, I've seen evidence. You know, there's that CIA document that tells you about the covering up of history, and, and the history, you know, goes to the victors. Um, I do think there was a cordial between um, the Romanos and Tataria, but I have seen evidence of Tataria coming way further west than Moscow into Europe as far as the Iberian Peninsula, the Moors, you know, they set up a great civilization. Mm-hmm. First universities in Europe and all that was set up in Spain um, by the Moors who were, were uh, attributed to the Intartas. So um, I think that the Moscovites were very vain and because of their elitist tendencies. And I think that they don't like to say that, you know, that they were once uh, Tatarian territory, but I do think that they were at some stage and then the Moscovites, you know, they were just a thin sliver of the map guys, you know, even, you know, until recent days was, was Muscovy, you know, and the rest was Europe and the rest was Tartary. Um, and Tartary, you know, is 50 miles away from the American territory or 50 miles away from Alaska. So they never, ever crossed over the Bering Straits then, did they? So um, I feel that. I wanted to just yeah. mention something too, because yeah. a lot of people, they'll hear something like this and they'll say, well, how would you get everyone in on it? And how would you rewrite all of history? Because think about how many people would have to be in on it. But if you want to uh, look at a recent example of how that works, just look at how the entire COVID operation was treated with the whole world saying that there's a killer virus that's just sweeping through populations and genociding everyone. And it's happening right in front of you, or rather it's not happening. Nothing's happening right in front of you. And yet even then everybody believes everything. And later 50 years from now, 100 years from now, when the history books are written, if things follow this trajectory, they're going to say that a black plague like disease swept across the nation, murdering people everywhere, killing everyone, and that everyone was dying and no one knew what to do until the world came together and created this vaccine. And that's the way the history is going to be written. (laughs) And it'll all reflect that, right? Even though none of that actually happened. Yeah, they will do that. They will do that. They'll be our saviors in the history books. Right, right. Yeah, no. <laughs> so that's how that works, I think, is that you you get a publishing company and you say, we need these books written and this is what we're going to incentivize. And then you get all these lackeys and NPCs that write that stuff. And there you go. You've got your, your new history written out for you there. Yep. It happens. Yeah, look at Queen I mean, Victoria. Look, look at yeah. 9-11. 
9/11. Yeah. I mean, even even the whole the whole narrative of 9/11 has been rewritten since 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 it happened. So it's a uh, uh, the assassination of, of Kennedy. I mean, was there four people in the car or was there six people in the car? There's a whole lot of controversy about this now. Oh man, hmm. were there? Yeah, then now there's a whole new car. That's one of my. Yeah, that's one of my favorite Mandela effects. I'm that's telling you, one. it is, isn't it? There's, a, there's a second windshield in the car now. Like, come on. I know, I know. So all stupid. All the security guards are on the other car with the runners and not watching yeah. the president. It's so yeah. stupid. Yeah. It's so it's stupid. Ridiculous. It's terrible. The original story that they used about the driver turning around and shooting Kennedy in the face doesn't even make sense anymore because now there's a windshield and two more people in between them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, we'll say, Johnny, uh, there's a really good example here, but it's not going to be accepted by most people because they're still believing the programming. Mm. But one of the best examples for the rewriting of history is the official version of what happened in world war two with Adolf Hitler in Germany is just the exact opposite of the truth. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, completely. Yes. Uh, we, we did a, we did a two part series on the Holocaust a long time ago and uh, we got banned off of YouTube for it. And, uh, I, w- one of the first, one of the first red pills, if you want to call it that, that I ever ran into with, um, with, the, with those people that, that pushed that narrative was, uh, was growing up around them <laughs> and having to hear about it all the time. Um, but yeah, that'll, if anything, like, dude, if anything, if anything, growing up, growing up in around West Hartford, man, like, like I've, I've been saying, I'm only surprised like, look, but people ask me now, like denying the Holocaust will only get you fired from your job publicly. Like right, right now it, it's it, unfortunately, it's unfortunate because the Holocaust, it, it, it didn't happen. That that's not, it's, it's just not true. You can't, if you can give people the cookie math, like you can give people, like you can break it down for them mathematically. You can break it down for them scientifically. None of this stuff makes any sense. Uh, you can, you can actually show them the documentation of all the forced confessions from the Nuremberg trials. But, um, but like I, like I said, I just stop now. I just, I just say to people now when they ask me about it, I just say, look, man, I grew up around West Hartford. I'm surprised that shit only happened once. <laughs> so, hey, yes. listen, my father was in Auschwitz. Yeah, yeah. Three years he froze his bollocks off in that guard tower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, it's just <laughs> that's a great no, one. I know. Yeah, poor guy. Gotcha. The poor guy. <laughs> yeah, I've heard imagine that one. The complaining he had to listen to. Yeah. Oh my god! Could you imagine the kvetching? It's like the, none of the stories. None of the stories make any sense. Not even like going all the way back to Moses. Like, like talking about the, the, the Israelites wandering in this desert for 40 years. 40 years? Are you kidding me? Could you imagine like being lost yeah, for 40 minutes? Drive. Could you imagine being lost for 40 minutes with those people? Right? Anyways, um, <laughs> I, I digress. Moses! Aaron, your brother's lost again! Anyways. Um, but getting back to Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler is probably the most lied about person on the face of the earth. He was ever. a humanitarian man. He had the best, you know, he had all like cruelty against animals was a no-no. He was a vegetarian. This is not fitting the MO of a mass murderer, guys, okay? The guy was a, a peace-loving guy, you know? He didn't even like to kill animals, for fuck's sake. Right, right. So, you know, he loved his salvation. He loved his animals. You know, he had the best for his people. He brought them out of like, you know, what happened with the um, 
Versailles Treaty was fucking despicable. Oh, absolutely. The next thing you know, they got hyperinflation and their money's not worth nothing. He brings the entire Remark Republic out of the worst depression in European history, builds them up to the biggest power in European history all within 20 years. The guy was a fucking miracle, you know? And he was a great military strategist as well, which, you know, leads me to wonder why he went to Stalingrad and fucked everything up in the first place. Yeah, there's a lot, yeah. Why do you think that happened? Why do you think that happened? Well, he's done an identical maneuver to Napoleon, you see. In 1812, Napoleon takes, you know, while the whole of America, you know, you've got the fucking Capitol building on fire. You've got this this war happening in in, um, America. You've got the biggest natural event in American history, the, the basically the New Madrid Fault, um, which is the biggest natural disaster in human in American history, apparently. Um, just a disaster. You know, this earthquake was felt as far as Boston, windows cracked in Washington. This is like from the Midwest. So it was a massive event and there was a comic going over. What was the name of Sherman? Middle's name of Sherman, Jason? Tecumseh. Tecumseh's the, Comet. The Indian was named Tecumseh's Comet. Yeah, and yeah. he had a prophecy of a comet coming over and, and things happening. Like, yeah. So, um, and in Europe, then Napoleon's dragging his entire army across the frozen wastelands of Europe to Moscow, losing uh, a quarter of his army on the way there and rest like half on the way back, um, only to find Moscow empty of people, like the population's missing, guys. It's gone east, apparently. City of half a million people. So um, <laughs> that is the same narrative for Adolf Hitler. He outstretched his uh, supply lines, dragged his entire army across the wastelands of Russia, but, but, you know, in Barbosa, the invasion, um, and then got bogged down in freezing weather and lost a fuck ton of people. And then split his sixth army, the same army that just took France, great victors. He split the sixth army, which you never do, into two. He sent half off to the oil fields and half off to Stalingrad, all to die. Yeah, all, And whoever, like only 2,000 ever came back from the prison camps out of the 120,000 Germans that were surrendered at Stalingrad. Fucking horrendous. That doesn't make any why? sense. <laughs> but that, you know what I mean? That doesn't make... So why would... As if he got replaced halfway through, you know, or something. Yeah, like, why would, why would he do exactly what you Napoleon know, did, which was a failure? It doesn't make yeah, any well, sense. Well, they put it down to he lost his shit halfway through because he was a drug addict because morale, the doctor, was apparently put in place by the CIA to make him, you know, because he was having cocaine drops in the eyes um, apparently he was a drug addict. <laughs> apparently he's a pervert and all these different things. Oh yeah, with small they had the micro penis um, and the one testicle. Yeah. 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 yeah I watched yeah, the history right, channel. Only got yeah. one ball. Yeah. Is in the Albert Hall. Yeah. <laughs> Not true. No. no. I see the proof. Hitler got one bollock. <laughs> don't we? I don't, yeah, I don't know, but he, he I mean, they, we, don't even have proof. We, don't, we don't even have proof that he died. I mean, right. it's, it's oh, like come on, that's not true. That can't um, be true. You know, you don't fucking bite on a cyanide capsule and shoot yourself at the same time. That would not be yeah, easy. It's it's your, your most loved, beloved thing, your dog, and his right. wife, and the whole narrative for Gorbals and uh, Magda Gorbals murdering all the children as well. All uh, right. The same day in the bunker. Nobody's yeah, murdering the their own children. Story. That's oh, not oh, happening. Yeah. It's just like, oh, yeah, we, we shot him and we did, we had this heroic. Uh, assassination and then we shot him and then we dumped his body in the ocean because reasons 
Exactly. Okay, that makes, that no makes photographs, sense. nothing, no evidence. Yeah, yeah you don't right. need it. All you can show you is a burning body that looks fuck all like Adolf Hitler, and that's enough. Not even yeah. the Russians bought it. They didn't think that it was him. You know, when it comes to Osama bin Laden, the American networks all showed a computerized cartoon version of a of a coffin being pushed over an aircraft carrier. It's ridiculous. That's it was bad. On all the news networks for Osama bin Laden, they showed yep. a computer cartoon of an. Uh, it was a cartoon of some guys pushing a crate over the edge of an aircraft carrier, and this is how they got rid of Osama bin Laden's body. Just like NASA do, isn't it? Shows cartoons. Yeah, it's CGI. <laughs> yeah. it's NASA. And didn't NASA they say? Didn't the- they try to make up some story about how it was like a Muslim tradition to be buried at sea? Well, it's I don't definitely know. They, marine tradition. They, they probably they probably it. had a cover story in place. I, I was like, that doesn't they sound. They didn't, they didn't want to glorify his death by. That's what it was. That's what it was. Like so that's what it was. It was a mix of that and, um, according to Muslim law, from what they were saying, uh, I think he has to be buried within seven days or something like ah, that. That's what it was. So that was another layer. That's what it was. He had to be he had to be buried within seven days, and because the transportation by sea would have taken longer than seven days. They just said fuck it and threw it overboard. Yeah, why would they respect that anyway? Why this would guy listen? Allegedly killed three thousand Americans. And we respect war and, and we respect all of our enemies' religious beliefs or whatever. I don't know. I mean, like, knows bullshit. Or yeah, it's bullshit to have gotten rid yeah. of SEAL Team Six. Oh man! And, well, and then they made a Hollywood movie about it. So I mean, there's your it's clue that it's a bullshit yep. story in the. In the yep. So you're telling me that Indiana Jones never fought Nazis? Oh, that, that's true. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's, oh, oh, that's true. Okay. Yeah. I was worried for a minute. I was worried yeah. for a minute. Yeah. Yeah, okay. man, the Ark of the Covenant, man. It definitely got that yeah. laser beam. Thing going. Man, I, I don't care what anybody says. That that scene where uh, where they all get melted at the end when I was a kid, nightmares. Listen, there's a little bit of truth in all the Indiana Jones yeah. movies. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. You can decode them to fuck, and they tell you lots of truths about this place. And they're good yeah, at historic I, history as well. Yeah, I was just going to say the Ark of the Covenant probably is some sort of uh, technology like that oh, that, sure. that they are showing. You. Yeah, it's a weapon of some sort. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, so. just the whole the whole. Um, I that was one of the ancient aliens episodes that I was like, well, I, you know, this this is one of the ones where they weren't completely out in left field, uh, where they were talking about the the Ark of the Covenant being some sort of a weapon, and that the guys that had to wear the the special breastplates or whatever, they were like some sort of maybe like nuclear or radi- radioactive protection. But then then you know later on we discovered that you know nuclear stuff is fake and gay yeah so, so that's bullshit radiation is good for you, so you right lick that stuff guys right yep. <laughs> one of the best parts of the raiders of the lost ark movie was the end when they showed that the ark ended up in a crate in a warehouse full of other artifacts from the yes. ancient world the u.s government's been hiding yeah yep yeah, that is a nice yeah, they show, there. Oh, sorry. The um Institute, not institution. They showed the Smithsonian's warehouse at the end of the Crystal Skull. And it's just like this massive, unbelievable, like triple football size field, uh, field size warehouse of all this stuff that they just hide away. All the giant bones and the uh, artifacts yeah. and the parts of history that they don't want us to know about. They just shove it right in your face and go, hey, look, this is what, this is what we're doing, guys. Crazy. Yeah, I, th- I think that they, there was one narrative on Asian aliens when they were saying that if fitted the exact dimensions, the Ark of the Covenant of the that um, esophagus that's in the center of the Great Pyramid of Giza, so they reckon that it like it might have fitted inside that. 
But I think it's tech. You know, it's got two angels opposing one another, you know, almost as if a spark goes across, like some sort of antigraph generator. So I definitely think this is a, it's a weapon of some sort. Maybe. What I know. That, that leads me to one of the questions I wanted to ask you about was the similarities between the fascists and the fascists. That Fasche. Fasche. Yeah. Yes. What's Do you think that? these could have been small, large, yeah. huge? Yeah, big as well. Have you noticed the Zeppelin looks the same structures as, 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 as uh, Fasche's? And you can only, somebody sent me um, only yesterday hydrogen fuel cells, which look exactly like Fasche's. You can get uranium rods that go into nuclear power puddles or ponds, and they look exactly like fasces. So it's bundles of rods bound to give it a charge. So all they're doing, they're replicating the same sort of technology. So I think they're a small handheld, you know, like a giant taser or phaser, more like, which you can disaggregate. And I think that they have them on the large scale, which I've shown on my channel that they had, you know, that could take out cities from above turn them into tiny bricklets in their place where they are a bit like um you know the evidence you see in california of uh, paradise and that things just dropping in their footprint trees you know like you said about this architecture being bombed out you know it's, this was selective bombing cologne took more bombs than most cities in germany yet cologne cathedral completely fucking untouched every building around it flattened but they managed to miss cologne cathedral same mm. for London. St. Paul's Cathedral, everything around it flattened. St. Paul's Cathedral untouched, you know? I think there's a lot of deliberate bombing between both sides working together during World War II. I really do think this is going on, like friendly that, fire. That explains their vanilla sky also, as if they're trying to hide those They're zippers. hiding, yeah, blocking out the transport of the day and more, and more. Maybe something's going on atmospherically with the, you know, the luminaries, maybe, you know. Maybe there's more than one sun up there. I <laughs> and maybe like, you know, Jason's got me thinking. He's thinking that there's like copies of everything and there's a copy of this place. Why build one earth when you can have two? Um, I can't help thinking that, you know, some of these old photographs in New York I'm looking at, you know, they resonate. They, don't, they feel like they're somewhere else. So it could be like that we're looking at an, another uh, reality in some of these photographs. I really do think there's something spooky going on with it, guys with these photographs of the past, you know? Just something is so off. Um, why, you know, because they look fabricated. Everything looks fabricated. So you've got to ask yourself the question, like, that is really, really spooky to ask, is why the fuck would they fabricate the whole of our past? It's like we've only just arrived and we're new to the realm, you know? And they got to tell us how it was, you know? Mm. So, like, yeah, it is a bit like that. So that's what, what I've been thinking. Yeah, the logistics of having an entire city completely cleared out to take a photograph of it, which again you've proved that they—it's not the movement aspect of it. Like as no, we've got no, so no, much no, no, cope no. in our comment section about, <laughs> oh, well, the people are moving, so they just don't show up. It's like, no, no, that's not true. There are photographs of objects moving all over the place, so that's not it. Those cities are empty, and so, and they're not um, the ones that are taken. There's obviously the bombed out cities that are empty, but these are not bombed out cities. There's like the San Francisco panoramic view of um, from 18, I think it's 80 something. 1879. Uh, 1906. 1906. Yeah. 
no, no, no. The one that's before the before the uh, it's it's like an eighteen seventy something. It's the thirteen panel panoramic. Oh, yeah, I showed them. Yeah, yeah it's one of my very favorite pictures well. of all time. It was eleven o'clock in the morning. <clears throat> not a soul, not a dog, yeah. not a nothing. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been, I've stood in that exact spot. Yeah, I don't know how many times, and yeah, like you can stand in that exact spot. I don't know what time of day, and you'll see the hundreds and hundreds of people just like just randomly everywhere. There's no way. There's no way that that could have happened. Except for the ladders. You see empty cities below sea ladders. And um, this exposure problem is bullshit. Like I said, the, the, you know, in the 1840s, they're taking fucking moving shots of horses. Mm-hmm. It's just not, you know, it's just bullshit. So you don't lose the technology 30 years on. So that exposure problem where you've got to wait, you know, 30 seconds. with a Unless you work at NASA. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. They're they're sorry. Okay, they're so, sorry. Yeah, they feel bad about it. Over the shadows now. Oh. Imagine being NASA, and they're now you're and the skeleton crews in there. You're you're getting outcompeted by some nerd that came up with PayPal. You know what I mean? Like, you're NASA. You're a government agency, and you're getting outcompeted by like some Twitter nerd. Like, how does that happen? Yeah. Yeah. It just goes to show how crap they actually are. Yeah, I know, right? Listen, I, I actually think that Elon Musk was brought on board because a, a significant amount of the population no longer believes the NASA narrative. So SpaceX further promotes the same narrative, but mm-hmm. it does it from a corporate point of view, according to these people. But really, they're not. But Elon Musk has not done anything more than NASA ever does. Shoot things up in the sky that just crash in the ocean. He's not doing anything different. That's a good point. Rockets with uh, reverse thrust that land. Yeah. It's incredible. Reverse they look thrust. like complete CGI jokes uh, on top of everything else. Yeah. yeah. Sky clappers, I call them. They look up at the sky and they clap yeah. like that at CGI. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sky clappers. And, and they bring their own, they bring yeah, their own rodents. Joke. It's like... They bring their own rodents too, right? Isn't that, was, wasn't that SpaceX that had the rodent up the rat or something? Yeah, the mouse. Mouse, Yeah. <laughs> I was a mouse was, running. What was the there, movie yeah. where the dude was like Elon Musk in a car in space? Oh. Oh, yeah. Yes. Everyone's supposed to have forgotten heavy. about that. Heavy metal. Yeah. The movie yeah, Heavy Metal. Hey, That's, you know, you remember in the early 80s, the movie Heavy Metal? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So had, the guy, had the guy in the space suit in a car out, out there in space, just like Elon Musk? Yeah. No way. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I remember heavy metal. That was um, when I first when I first found out about uh, that space car, the Tesla in space. Like, I didn't realize that that was supposed to be a real thing that he did because it was so ridiculous. And then I found out just years later, like, no, no, that's supposed to be in a billion year orbit around Mars. Around like, they Mars. actually seriously launched that as mm. a as a real endeavor. Allegedly, it's so the most. It looks fake. Yeah, you can tell it's real. Because it looks so fake. That's one of the most amazing lines ever. You can tell it's real because it looks so fake. And people will be like, people sit there and they go, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It makes sense. It looks so fake. That's how you know it's real. That's how you know it's real, honey. It looks so fake. What? Sounds like something Tyson would have said. (laughs) (laughs) That guy. You call him Lone Scum for a while. Well, Lone Scum. scum. That's That's an anagram for, for Elon there. You also have. Uh, hey, before we get off the subject, of what? Before we get off the subject, um, the the fascies, mm. uh, Martin. You, I still want to keep talking about those a little bit more. The 
Um, because I don't know, some of the listeners right now probably missed your presentation, that amazing presentation you made. I believe it was last week. Um, that covered all sorts of the things that we're talking about now, but you talked about the fascies in it. And a lot of people uh, in our circles just think that the fascies are just a weapon, which is a bunch of sticks bound together with um, with a battle axe head in it. But you're That's saying that it's yeah, but you're saying that it's so much more that it's an actual technology that has to do with um, what is it copper wire or you want to explain it a little charge. bit more? Yeah, yeah. Wire. yeah. So. Um, the magnetron, which is in your microwave oven, is in fact the fasces. And um, we've seen some Russian boys, they take the magnetron out, which I wouldn't advise anyone doing, but they literally like melt paper clips outside of the microwave oven using this fasces, which is exactly the same technology. It's just the bundles and rods bound together to create a charge. Yeah, it's amplified. And this thing is it's just, once you find the amplitude, this thing can be just, it's about directionality it is with the uh, fasces but i think it was the most important uh, weapon of the antique world i think that they definitely had electromagnetic weapons in the antique world i really do um there's evidence of electric sword play in the 1600s in these nuremberg um firework displays but you can see people sword fencing with what looks like faraday suits on um and later evidence as well so we think that you know um that this electromagnetic weaponry is is the weaponry of the victor of the of the past of the uh, antique world. Um, the fascists, Adolf Hitler, first um, Napoleon actually had the fasces as his emblem, um, and then later uh, Mussolini he adopted the fasces as his emblem for the fascists, which is named after the fasces. You know, there's all sorts of uh, connotations with fasces, faggots. You know, the word faggot. Well, or fags in Britain is cigarettes, and it's loads of cigarettes all bundled together like a fasces, or fags um, together like a fasces. There is loads of different words in um, in our terminology that go back to this uh, to this technology. The axe in the top, okay, is a labrice. You don't see that in all of the fasces. That is just when it was symbolic, and it was carried by lictors who used to execute people apparently using it because you know with the official narrative is that these are only sticks um have a look at the in congress at the statue of um george washington holding a giant fasces up to his waist up to his uh chest chair right and it looks like a gatling gun showing you where the power is showing you whoever got that technology holds the power yeah and this is what they're using. I think Starports is definitely a part of it. I think they were a defense for it, maybe creating some sort of sound dome defense. I'm starting to think at this moment because uh, of the fractal geometry would resonate um, some sort of acoustic sound, I feel. So um, I'm going along then because of the crystalline structure of the stone as well. So I'm thinking that's what they were doing uh, for survival um, in you know post-reset climate. Should have had high... You know, especially with um, Jason's, uh, what he tells you about the vapor canopy, you know, when Antiquatech would have been most active. Um, I really do feel at that time he's going to come to us again. Soon. Soon as you like. Is what I think. Hmm. Yeah. But there's, um, you know, if you want to find out about that, get on the Celtic Tatarian channel. I've done, um, I've done a, 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 literally a five-hour synopsis, which maybe 100,000 people watched a five-hour synopsis. 
uh, where wow. I cover the fasces in a lot of detail, what it is, how it's built, how to make one, the whole thing. Um, but I've also included, uh, you know, most of my first novel, actually, my first book in, was the technology of the fasces, how it's encoded into our society and how it was the most important weapon in the antique world, the fasces. Well, that makes a lot of sense too. And we actually covered <clears throat> in one of our shows a while back, we covered the airships and the technology of um, the airships that you don't hear about a lot where, you know, you see video of the Hindenburg and um, even the, the Hind uh, and I'm talking about pre-explosion where it's just flying around New yeah, York. It's not and the Hindenburg though, because the Hindenburg had a giant swastika on the side. The one right, that right. came down and burnt up, never had a swastika. There's two separate films about I've already covered there. It's, it's definitely yeah, that, a make, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, and then the old uh, postcards and news stories about, um, well, showing the depictions of these things in war and showing the beam of light coming down from them. Yeah, and yeah, this, I've shown that, yeah. Yeah, this destructive beam of light that I, I would assume that is what you're saying is what the fascists are. Indeed, indeed. It's, uh, you've seen some of the evidence of some beams of light coming out of the sky and causing fires in California. Mm -hmm. I, I'm talking about direct energy weapons. I'm talking about yeah. possibly the same technology which collapsed the mm -hmm. towers which we were just on about because some of the evidence that you see in the towers is like literally computers cut in half. Now, how the fuck is that possible with a collapsing building? This is what you see. Almost as if it's been hit by some sort of wave. No, I know you're thinking maybe like Victoria Woods and, you know, direct energy weapons. I'm not saying that. I'm saying fascist electromagnetic weaponry is what I think may be used from above uh, to collapse them. So I think they use it in war as well, because I mentioned to Jason only yesterday, man, the evidence for Berlin, the Battle of Berlin is woefully insufficient. Yeah. The biggest bombing campaign out of all of it. Yeah. Millions and millions of fucking bombs dropped on this city. Okay, prior to the battle of two weeks, which it lasted, and you do not see one crater on the streets. All of the buildings are there, still standing, but the centers are missing. Hmm. Okay, so you know, if that just doesn't fit the MO for exploding bombs and shattering everything, there would be craters full of puddles everywhere, but that's not what you see for, for the Battle of Berlin or, or any of them, the bombing campaigns. Dresden, check it out. No fucking shell holes it makes zero sense guys yeah. something else is going on it could be that sort of technology that they were deploying all the while you know hmm. Hmm. so what you're saying so when you say the towers you're talking about 9-11 oh, yeah okay go ahead jason jason was just about to say something yeah yeah johnny i want to i want to interject with something it's a uh in the kitchen Martin had showed me many of these pictures from 400, 300, and 200 years ago, these alchemical pictures, amazing medieval manuscripts. He's showing me these fascists. I don't know how to say it. Fascists or fascists. Yeah, fascists, yeah. Okay, he's showing me these fascists in all these pictures, and it instantly, I, I, I noticed, because I've showed, I've showed Martin where these pictures are, are, I have some collected myself where the word phoenix is cleverly hidden in a lot of these places. And sometimes you even see a phoenix bird and it's always close to a, it's close to a pyramid. And mm. I'm showing him all these deals, but uh, showing where the elite are having banquets underneath a mountain while all kinds of chaos is going on in the sky that it's connected to astrology. And the people on the surface are always shown with chains, chains mooring them to this clockwork astrology construct. So there's a lot of layers of symbolism here. So when he shows me these fasces, 
the first thing I'm thinking of is, okay, if everything I'm looking at is a symbol for something else, then a fache, this cylinder with all these rods, what doesn't make sense is the axe, mm-hmm. unless the axe is meant to convey that this is a weapon. Because the axe blades can never, they're always inside the cylinder. They would never be able to be used or swung as an axe. But the axe blade is clearly there at the top of the cylinder. It would not be of utilitarian use because the way it's positioned on the inside. So as I'm looking at these, I'm like, damn, in almost every single picture, the axe head seems to be there to convey the idea of weapon. But the actual axe blade is not, you're not able to use it as a weapon the way it's positioned inside the cylinder yeah it makes no sense mm-hmm. you wouldn't be able to cut anything with uh, holding this big fat thing with a small axis on top makes no yep. sense yeah yeah and it, it always seemed that like the the handle part that stuck out the bottom end and yeah. the way that yeah. the bundle of sticks would be would make it very unwieldy as an axe anyway you know what i mean yeah, yeah i think it's just I, I think it's a code these alchemical all these alchemical deals Martin and I have thousands. He's got tens of thousands. I've got thousands of these of these medieval to Renaissance era alchemical treatises and all these old books we've taken photographs and pictures of. Mm-hmm. And listen, these pictures tell stories, but we have not been given the cipher. We have to figure this out. Somebody else is in possession of the cipher. And this is how they were communicating with these pictures from book to book. It's amazing. Hmm. Absolutely amazing. It's incredible. That's what's going on. Yeah. It's all encoded in them. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I had a, I had a, a question about, or is it not really a question, just something to talk to you guys about, about the towers. And Martin, you mentioned that possibly a weapon like that would be, would have been used to bring the towers down. Mm-hmm. And we've gone back and forth on the show um, with Judy Wood's work and with Simon Shack, who right. did September clues. We uh, did a great interview with him. And I think he's one of the people who's come closer than anybody else to figuring out what really went on that day, which is I'm in my opinion, all of the footage that we see of the nine 11 from the day itself is all fabricated, like a hundred percent of it. So, no yeah. So you, no, no planes. No, I don't think anybody no. died. Um, I don't think that the buildings had anybody in them. Uh, there were no jumpers. But that said, there's no rubble pile at the end of the day. Right. And right. so two 110-story buildings should have made, at minimum, a 20-story tall pile of steel and concrete. And yet, it's just a little bit of steel framing, and then basically the whole buildings are gone. And so I, I do think that there is something there in that, I mean, they have this technology. It does exist. And they were able to make these buildings disappear like a magic trick. And so I personally am of the opinion that you probably are onto something when you say that they may have used these buildings to make those, uh, or sorry, may have used this fascist technology to make those things disappear. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I, I no doubt it was all set up and the news crews were all righty and everything else. They knew this was coming. Um, but, for, you know, you can juggle with the idea of conventional or thermite, like they said, on joints, but... You know, the whole thing of fitting this building up for the whole of the thermite thing and collapsing them, you know, in free fall. I don't know. W- would that be needed if they got another technology, you know, that's just simpler? You know, they don't need to wire the building up. Just fucking zap it from above. Makes perfect sense to me. You still got to get rid of the steel. I mean, the steel's they got there. Rid of, I mean, yeah, the, the, the fr- steel's there. Exactly well, they did, that. though. Yeah. They so, did. Yeah, you guys evidence. don't remember? You guys don't remember all the videos of them packing up the steel right. and shipping it out to China? There was all those because people people yeah, got pissed off about that. Badges, yeah, yeah. 
Um, but they did, and it wasn't well. It wasn't just the towers. They vaporized all seven buildings in that in, in that plaza. It wasn't just it wasn't just the towers and building seven. There well, was yeah, three, built in eight, which three, was um, a three, four, five, and six too. So that was a bank job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, there had to be something. I mean, there, uh, yeah, pull the building. I don't know. Even even if like we talk about the buildings being empty, the towers being empty, other than a couple of groupings of uh, small groupings of floors, um, one up high with the restaurants, and then a couple in the middle. But mostly the towers were empty. Even so, even so, the superstructure of the building would have been a pretty decent pile of rubble. But at the same time, like who's to say that the pile they showed us on TV was even the pile? Like you know, you didn't go down there and see it. Yeah. yeah, that's a yeah. good point. You know, yeah. again, if I don't see it, if I don't see it personally, and I only see it on TV or whatever, I'm very suspect of it. It doesn't matter what it is anymore. Listen, it could have been, you know, when when Bush is standing on the rubble and it's really low, and he accidentally says, "Oh, we're going to get whoever knocked down these buildings." I, I mean, crashed into these buildings and corrects right. himself. You know, that could have been just him anywhere with fucking green screens all around. Him. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. It probably wasn't even Bush at this point. Like you got, like, did you guys see Biden's wrinkly forehead yesterday? Holy shit! Like the no, the mask. Jason been going on about it. Oh my god. Okay, so like, and 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 like I've said, nobody's seen Jim Carrey since he played Joe Biden on Saturday Night Live about three years ago. <laughs> so, I mean, that's my personal right. pet theory, but yeah. But um, but no, they couldn't. Yeah, he, he, yeah you could have had George Bush anywhere on top of any pile, and he could have been standing on a box in a room with a green screen, and they put him. Yeah, who who the hell knows at this point anymore? Yeah, and then hey guys, on on the nine eleven deal with the with the planes hitting the buildings, are you guys aware that in nineteen forty five a military bomber flew through the seventy eighth and seventy ninth floors of the Empire State Building? Yeah. Yeah, it, it didn't even shake the building. It didn't it even didn't the even ground. the bomber didn't even plow all the way through the structure. It couldn't make it because it's all hollow. But it was military bomber. It was made way heavier than the materials of a commercial yeah, it was a jet. B fifty two, Jason. B fifty two bomber. Fucking it. Yeah, it went right through the seventy eighth and seventy ninth floors of, uh, <laughs> of the. Uh, I have the. I did a video on it and I yeah, show I all the. All the black and white pictures from the well, newspapers now, of that time period. Yeah, uh, and and yeah, it's a. Uh, they what's interesting to me is when 9-11 occurred the news didn't show any of those old pictures it didn't it didn't want the american public to remember that back in 1945 mm-hmm. when that had happened absolutely but, uh, now in yeah, it's also it's in defense of the world in. trade center itself uh uh the 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 empire state building is a tartarian building and it was made out of a much different structure type stuff so I think this was. It would have been one of those buildings from like uh, what was the building in Buffalo? It was the 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 story the, the story of the the um the crane versus the building. Every day the crane would bash at this building for eight hours straight, and you know, like you, you guys know the story I'm talking about. Uh, well, no, but they said they built the Empire State Building in less than a year. And yeah, it's built bullshit. on the footprint of like you know the walls off a story a hotel. Which is the most fantastic that. hotel in fucking New York. They tear it down. Coincidentally, it's on a corner of 33rd and 70th. <laughs> I thought that was a Masonic calling card. Shocking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they shit this building out. In like, I've already covered you. There's a load of footage you can watch, color footage, uncopyrightable. You can, I played it on my channel showing them building this thing in apparently like eight months, the biggest building in the world. 
makes zero fucking sense. Well, in there is no other time in history. It was the very first time in history that a building has come down, a steel superstructure skyscraper has come down yeah. because of a fire, and then it happened seven times in one day. It's, it's just yeah. like happened to all the buildings that one day, and then it never happened again. It's never happened before, never happened again. But just that one day, there was yeah, a fire seven times, and uh, the whole building just collapses, and it's all gone, <laughs> including Building Seven, which just. It, it's the stupidest looking thing you've ever seen. Falls down perfectly uh, parallel to the ground in its own footprint and just disappears because of fires, they said. And then all that information and money and all those documents that they had on the Clintons also disappeared. Of course, that's just one more layer to the story that they add into it. That, that is probably true, but um, it's just one more added, added part of the conspiracy that, that uh, all that information disappeared with super, in, super insured as well. So he, yeah, he got yeah. really rich. Oh, lucky Larry. As well, the same morning. And, uh, he said, pull it, pull it, pull it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. My wife says to me, you're going to your dermatologist appointment? I said, hmm, okay, I'm going to my appointment. I don't want to make her angry. Yeah. All right, Larry. <laughs> you've, Skull, you've heard that video that I have, right, of, of him doing the, the – where he talks about that. We got very yeah, lucky. Yeah. We got very lucky. My good friend, Governor Mario Pataki, very good friend of mine. Like, oh, my God. Like – like, yeah. dude, the slimiest of yeah right. he's just happens to be very good friends with both elliot spitzer and mario pataki to go to the the governor and the mayor right happen to be two very good friends of this guy who happened to privatize the world trade center to this one particular guy you know which he happened to insure for the biggest insurance policy in yeah. the history of ever like the, everything about this story if you believe any of this stuff i don't we can't be friends at all sorry <laughs> yeah, it was men with box cutters, and they really did drop a passport. Obviously, they knocked six buildings down with a box cutter. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you ask Have people, you seen the inflated tire? Have you seen the picture of the inflated tire mm. at the bottom of the World Trade mm. Center? Mm. That's no. my favorite one. That's even better than Muhammad Atta's slightly singed passport. There's a a picture of a 747 wheel with the landing gear attached. And the rubber tire is inflated and it's got yellow crime scene tape around it. And people are walking by it, like not even looking at it at, right after the buildings came down. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Not, not, don't, don't do that to my head. That's just so yeah. silly. <laughs> Everything about it is ridiculous. Uh, you have um, Harley guy. What was his name? Mark something. Mark Davis, the Harley guy. He w happened to be like the roommate yeah. of a guy who worked at the station um everybody everybody that they interviewed that day happened to be like connected to somebody at the station who late was filming them yeah they were late to work going to the station they were late everybody was late to work that they day. were all late weird. to work yeah yeah, yeah. and they just happened to find interviewers after mm -hmm. that yep. <laughs> in all the chaos Except the British news correspondent said, um, we've just lost building eight. It's just been collapsed. And she looks behind and behind her, the image is still standing. Still there. Yeah, it's still standing. <laughs> yeah. uh, Susan Devonshire, she fucked up royally. Unless it was a deliberate Freudian slip. And probably she got sacked. It was probably on she, purpose. Was, she was fired instantly. Yeah. No, she, never, she ended up doing 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 really well. She got like famous after it. So really? Maybe she just did her place. Oh, maybe the opposite. Yeah. All right. So, Jason, I, I remember hearing you say that you could have predicted 9-11 because of some of the the um, isometric 
projections with that event. What what kind of things did 9-11 correlate to? Well, I wasn't looking at the time, and I had I had no reason to look. I wasn't even on, on that type of research back then. But uh, one of the core fundamentals is that you would have to look at the beginning of the World Trade Center when it was dedicated and open to the public, which is 1973. Now, and in 1973, uh, when it was open to the public, it, it, they were also the tallest buildings in the world. They were also the tallest buildings in New York, New York City, New York. So um, this would fit. This is a pattern. Mathematically, this, this conforms to a construct. So when would you look for the I would look in the past for for basically the same the same type of event, which would have been the tallest building in the world in 1945 would have been the would have been the Empire State Building. And it would have been in in the same location, New York, New York. Now, had I have been suspecting that something was ever going to happen to the World Trade Center, I would have I would have looked at 1973 and I would have immediately found the 1945 plane going right through the 78th and 79th floors. So this 28 year uh, duration between 1945 plane military plane hitting the 78th, 79th floor of the tallest building in New York City, and then the new tallest building in New York City being the World Trade Center, I would have looked 28 years into the future, which would have gave me 2001. When those, when these, when, when an amalgamation of events that is a combination of the two that I had previously studied in that construct, it would be basically the fulfillment of that. But uh, it doesn't mean that planes really hit those buildings. It means that that's what the public perceived. That's what, what they were told. Mm. And there's, I've isolated hundreds and hundreds of these patterns. There's so, there's so many of them. But I wasn't looking back then, so I'd have never been able to predict it if, if I wasn't looking. But, but had I been looking, it would have been something very easy to see. Oh, it seems like even if they're faking the launches and the moon landings that a lot of those match up to different times where cyclically they would have had a date and time earlier, like 50 years later or so. Well, I mean, I have I have about five videos that show very, very extensive charts that anybody can follow with a calculator on their phone. And I show like Trump's life going back to the 70s and leading up to events in 1998 involving Trump and a bid for a U.S. president, talking about it. So equidistantly from 1998 being the epicenter, all the events and all the all the major times when he was interviewed and talked about the presidency and all that, leading all the way up till 1998, equidistantly mirror all those events after 1998, leading to 2020. Then all of a sudden, there's a pattern break. Once we get to 2020, nothing makes sense. The whole COVID narrative, nothing makes sense. Isometrics, isometric projections have totally broke down at 2020. 2020 seems to be a something uh, like almost like a mathematical reset because I'm not finding anything that comports with 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 the uh, uh, the system. I mean, uh, the system is too well documented. I've showed how 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 the, the bullshit narrative of, of the Civil War matches perfectly isometrically with the bullshit narrative of World War II. And uh, the, the, the epicentral year happens to be 1902, the last reset, the last Phoenix reset. So it's uh, over and over and over I've shown these patterns, and anybody can see them and verify them. I'm showing, I'm showing exactly how these events all mirror each other mathematically and equidistantly in time once you find an epicentral year. But – 
it doesn't make sense. Once we hit the year 2020, it seems like all bits are off and this patterning no longer works. So it's uh, it's very interesting to me because it was right then in, in 2020 when this whole new, new, whole, this whole bid to to run the world through this weird ass gauntlet of COVID and, and micro, whatever these 15 minute cities and all the things that they tried to do, the mask mandates, shutting down travel, all that started at the exact same time, 2020. And things just don't make sense. Isometrically, I'm going to tell you now, Biden, Biden, there is no way Biden can finish his presidential term. If we go by pure cylindrical isometrics, he is supposed to be removed. Now I'm aware that, Nixon was removed August 8th by him. He did it himself when he, when he, uh, and Nixon and Biden are isometric counterparts. And I've explained this and shown in videos mathematically why they, they, they're, they mirror image each other, but I'm expecting Biden to submit a, a letter of resignation. He's not going to, uh, the, that they're not going to allow him to be impeached. Uh, it's going to be a letter of resignation and it may be the same day. That Nixon did August eighth. I don't know, mm. but I would have thought by now he would have already been removed. He would have been gone, and it's and this is and this is following following Nixon's career. So I don't know. It's a uh, to me nothing makes sense anymore as far as geopolitically. It's almost as if it's almost as if the control system is now just spitting narrative narratives out, just spinning yarns and narratives. Because the news no longer makes sense. You can't follow it. It's just, it's doing exactly what it's designed to do. It's destabilizing. People just don't know what the fuck is true anymore. So do you think the patterns are going to change because people recognize them? You've you've mentioned that with some of your OFIS predictions with the, the football, uh, with your prediction rates for wins. Once you picked yes, up the patterns that they changed suddenly. You think not, that happened after not, 2020? Okay, okay, it's not, hold on. It's not that. It's not that because you're talking about Heisenberg uncertainty principle. You're not. It's yeah. not that. It's not that I personally detected the deals. Therefore, they will change. It's that I found the patterns, shared them with multiple people, and those multiple people then built a community, and they all and they all recognize the patterns, and then therefore the holography changes. But uh, yeah, there is definitely a sentient aspect to our reality. It is watching us, and it does not like to be predicted at all. I, that's really interesting that you brought that up because uh, in 2018, I believe it was, <clears throat> there was a big fervor on the internet and in the conspiracy community about this event that people said that they, or this guy, basically it was this one YouTube guy, but it blew up all over the place. And it was this uh, yeah, November 3rd event, 11-3. Do you guys remember that? Where there was a, supposed to be basically like a football stadium in Seattle, I believe, yeah. that was going to blow up. And yeah, there was the all of this predictive, yeah. all of these predictive elements around it. And when you looked at all of the predictive elements as an aggregate, it was insane how much was going on with it. But then nothing happened. And it bugged me because I kind of went all in on it when it was happening. And I was telling my friends, don't be in Seattle that day. Just I remember case. that. I don't think, it, you know, I I don't think you have anything to worry about, but who knows? Because there's so much here. But um, it. If you were there and you were following the predictive elements of it while it was happening, the amount of symbolism and predictive programming and all of the signs pointing to something actually happening on that day was mind-blowing. And then, of course, nothing happened. And, of course, somebody else looking at us would go, oh, okay, well, I see what they were doing. They were putting a bunch of stuff out there to make you guys look crazy and to discredit you in the eyes of normal people, which is totally possible. But also, I've been thinking since then 
Like, what if everybody noticed this thing that was happening and whatever control system does these things was like, well, we can't do that because too many people saw it beforehand and they called it off. And that's thoughts gone through my mind so many times since then, because it was so intense. All of the symbolism. Do you guys, do you guys remember that? Absolutely, dude. I was, uh, we were still on TRS and I was secretly all in with you on this. Like I was, privately to my friends like no totally this is gonna happen you guys but because uh you know no conspiracy stuff going on over there that was that was kind of crazy and they wanted me to to like publicly to make a huge stand about this no johnny what do you think is it gonna be is you you see all this i'm like look i'm just pointing out all of this predictive programming that's what we did we we did it on the show i believe uh reinhardt and i collated a whole lot of uh, of 11-3. It was Seattle, and I can't remember the other team off the top of my head, but there was all kinds of like Space Needle yeah. um, predictor program, all, all kinds of stuff. So yeah, yeah. obviously something. And then at, right afterwards, everybody was like, oh, I told you nothing was going to happen. Told you, oh, told you, schizo. Told you, schizo. And deep down, I was like, <laughs> I think we called it. And they were like, no, we can't do this now. Yeah. You know, they're like, they know, or, or, or they were like, okay, they figured that out or they were, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they may, but they did go overboard with signaling about it. So, I mean, it wasn't like it was that hard, Yeah, you know, to have, to have, if you were, if you were adept at pattern noticing, you know, you would, you would have seen it. And that's what happened. A lot of us, you and me, a lot of people saw all this 11, three, um, Signal because we we had gone back and seen all of the predictive programming for nine eleven, so we're conditioning ourselves to notice yeah. patterns. And there it is, eleven three, boom. And oh, another eleven three, boom. Oh, in Seattle, boom. There's space needle, boom. There's this, there's this. And it was in this movie, and then this movie. And it wasn't, it wasn't just. What was it? Was it that um, the one guy was he Swedish or German or something? He he, he used to do a Food Channel, right? And then all of a sudden he found eleven three, and he went, he to- yeah. tur- turned totally conspiratorial, right? Remember that? That's the eleven three guy. Conspiratard. That's a good one. That's what I. That's whatever. I. T- I take that as a term of endearment at this point. <laughs> right. You can't hurt me with like with like pejoratives. <laughs> you can't. You can't say anything I haven't said six inches in front of the mirror. <laughs> well, that's like the one time we were wrong about anything. Everything else we've ever talked about ended up coming true. So. Right. Well, I mean, it still might come true. You have an you have an eleven three every single year. Yeah, this is true. Um, how much time we got left? No, uh, what was what's important about the year nineteen ninety eight? Because I see a lot of things where that's the epicentral point in time where things spread from. Well, it's just it's just one one of the five or six main ones for the twentieth century. But nineteen ninety eight, um. Specifically mentioned in the writings of Nostradamus, it is specifically mentioned by Edgar Casey Casey as the like the beginning of the of the last days. Um, it is a uh, it is six 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 times three. The events of nineteen ninety eight are all that unfolded in nineteen ninety eight are of a globalist nature are very are very interesting as well. But it's a uh, it's also 
Casey had mentioned something in his readings, and I, I don't really follow Edgar Casey, but I did read some of his readings, and I, and I was profoundly interested when he mentioned that 1998 in reference to the entrance to the Great Pyramid and the unfolding of the last days. And I was like, man, what the hell do these all have to have to do with each other? And then I was going through the chronometry of the Great Pyramid, the direct measurements of its angles, lines, vertical, horizontal distances, all measured to the thousands of an inch by Sir Sir Flinders Petrie. And I'm looking at these measurements and I could not believe that the entrance, the sloping angle from the foundation of the pyramid, its perimeter to to the uh, entrance and the, which which adding its vertical height and the horizontal distance from the perimeter to to where the entrance appears because uh, it's it's slanted at fifty one degrees. I could not believe that that triangle added up to nineteen ninety eight, and that is the entrance to the Great Pyramid. I'm like, man, what the hell did this dude know in nineteen in nineteen twenties and thirties when he's doing these readings? How would he have put all these th- this together? So. I started studying 1998 as a puddle of water because this is what Nostradamus is when he was divining events. He would research history as if it was a puddle of water. Well, one thing about a puddle of water, the only chief characteristic that a puddle of water has is wave rings. So I looked at 1998 in the year before that being 1997. I, I couldn't believe I found events in 1997 that completely mirrored 1999, the year after 1998. And I documented on my channel. Then I went even earlier. I looked at nineteen. I looked at nineteen ninety six, and I found events that that mirrored the year two thousand. I looked. I looked at nineteen ninety five, and I found events that mirrored two thousand one. It, it was just insane. So, oh, uh, just like the the Oklahoma City bombing, it was in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, in nineteen ninety five. John Murrah building, it blows up. It, it blows up, and there's a lot of conspiracy about it. They say the guy didn't really do it, and it was an inside job. The charges were already already set in there. It's basically the same thing as, as 9-11, which was in New York City, New York. Two cities where the capital city, well, where, where two cities where the terrorist act happened in a city of a state that has the exact same name as the as the state. And so I found this parallel unusual, so I keep looking at it, and I find event after event going forward and backward in time like a palindrome, like a pool of water. And what really shocked me is because up until this point, I thought these events were all of human manufacture. And then I, I get to the I get to the eclipse of 2017. Equidistantly, it is perfectly lined up with the eclipse that happened in the 80s, and I couldn't believe it. They both went over North America. They form an X, but the isometric parallels also uh, also ha- are now natural phenomena, not just man-made phenomena. So, uh. I ended up doing doing a series of videos on that. Then I, I went ahead to prove my point. I did the Civil War and the World War World War II uh, uh, isometric uh, analysis, and then to further prove my point, I went ahead and just laid Trump's life out all the way up till 1998, and then everything he experienced from 1998 all the way to to, to 2020, and it just it's a, it's astonishing. Anybody who would have been looking at Trump's life isometrically would have known he was going to win the 2016 election. Oh, it's uh, it's crazy. The whole thing is just crazy. But like I said, it seems like there's a major pattern break with 2020 when all of a sudden the world just went chaotic. All of a sudden the world just went haywire to what it is today. We're still we're still reeling from the effects of of the whole COVID narrative. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't mm. know if there's ever going to be a full recovery. It, the dynamics of our world have changed so much. It's uh, it's crazy. And I don't know, I don't even know if the changes are temporal because we don't really know what the hell they put in that vaccine. Right. That's absolutely true. Um, It yes. could be that that's what, that could be what uh, the virus injected into the system. There you go. It was COVID. Is it that fucked up the narrative all the way around? Yeah. I mean, it's just so bizarre that somebody like Bill Gates, who has no medical background, is basically forging medical policy around the world. And and there's no Mm -hmm. newspapers that are I mean, why isn't a journalist just saying, excuse me, but what qualifies you, Mr. Gates? No, no, only there's a carte blanche to say whatever he wants to about about vaccines. The only people it's, it's crazy. We're not talking about computer viruses. We're talking about a medical shit. Bill Gates doesn't have any business talking about this stuff. And everything that Fauci has been caught lying about to Congress, why hasn't he been dragged in front, in front, in front of a firing squad? What is going on to where we are shown on a daily basis in the news now how all, all these politicians are getting hot doing all these things, and yet we're not seeing anybody suffer the consequences for for anything they do. We've already found we've there's already been fel- seven or eight felonies documented with Biden ever since those those top secret documents were found in the storage shed. It just it doesn't make sense. It's uh it's almost as if it's being paraded in front of us that that look. There is no accountability. We are going to do what the fuck we want to do. And and the people are being made to swallow that pill. Because there's no, there's no uh I mean, you're you guys already know about the Bolshevik Operation Trust, right? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, I mean, it's it's I mean, it's these these people are masters of subterfuge. They're masters. And there are still people hanging on to the to the Trump is our savior deal. They're still holding yes. on, even though this stuff has been dragged out. And now the Republican Party has been absolutely split in half by DeSantos. And and so this next election <laughs> is gonna be yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a farce as well. The Dominion machines are still in place, nothing has changed, and yet people expect a different outcome. It's all uh, it's, yeah, it's, people it's, people are, are talking about voting after what happened in 2020 and what what happened with January 6 and the big jump in ballots while they're counting. Okay, it's just that's a, a really good point. That's a really good point. If if the conservatives are really for the people and not just another arm of the deep state, then you would think they would stop this farce that's going on. They just gave one of the one, one uh they just gave another guy on the on the January 6th insurrection shit. They just gave him eight and a half years prison time. Oh yeah. You they, would uh, think they would stop those prosecutions now that, that was, all this data is out showing it was all a farce. But you don't see DeSantos or Trump talking about it. You don't see neither one of them talking about, hey, you know what, we need to stop this shit. America needs to come together and you need to tell this judge right here that this guy needs to go because we know this is bullshit. It didn't happen. But you don't see that. None of these people who who the conservatives and Republicans are following, don't get me wrong, I'm Republican. I'm conservative. I can't stand liberalism. I'm American patriot. But I see what's happening. Even the, the leaders that are supposed to be patriots are still letting good people take the fall behind things that never, ever happened. So it tells me that that the United States is a captured operation. So who owns it? 
who owns it. I mean, I can't. I don't see any evidence of an owner other than Jewish people. That's what I see in the United Jewish States. Power. I'm not afraid Absolutely. to say it. Yeah. I see a 100% Jewish takeover of the United States of America. I see it everywhere. Yep. The very fact that they have run Hollywood and painted this whole pseudo, this whole false history, false narratives. I mean, even I love I love the Indiana Jones movies. They're American <laughs> icons, but I'm not stupid either. All that painting the Germans as stupid and evil and stuff is the thread that has been brainwashing Americans and, and by extension, the rest of the world. It's what Hollywood does. They put this out and people believe that shit. And people believe all, all there's a there's a thousand Hollywood films that all show Germans as stupid. Even that Brad Pitt movie where he goes over there and kills a bunch of Nazis. I mean, it oh, always yeah. shows these Germans as dumb, dumb or evil and all that. And this is this is what I mean, you already know history is written by the victor. But what I see is an absolutely captured operation where the banks, the banks which are Jewish controlled, are now running pretty much the world's economy. And everything is farce. All this bricks and all this posturing and all that, every bit of it is farce. The whole cryptocurrency deals, they were released intentionally to get to get the people who would most resist digital currency to jump on board as if it was something that was against the banks. 100%. And now everybody involved in cryptocurrencies is doing the one thing that patriots swore they would never do for 50 years. And now, and that was, and that is basically digitize their currency. And it's, it's ridiculous. They, they, we've done their work for them. It's a, I don't see, I don't see, Americans running the United States anymore. Uh, if the U.S. military is in control, they're being very quiet about it. They're just building dumbs. They're getting ready for a hard reset. Not like 1902, a soft reset. They're getting ready for the big one. And they're building underground facilities. And this is what all these trillion-dollar packages are really about to fund all this. This is where all these migrant workers are vanishing to because they're not disappearing in, into U.S. cities. Because U.S. cities, all the contractors are crying for workers, and they can't find any, especially here in Texas. Uh, this is a genuine mystery. If there's 5 million military-aged migrants that have come into the United States since 2020, they're not on our streets. That's for damn sure. They're sure the hell ain't in Texas. Because before 2020, you could go to any wall, Home Depot or Lowe's, and you could see Mexicans out there everywhere. And you could yep. get them to come work in your backyard and all that. You don't see that in the United States anymore. You see one or two guys just hanging around, and they even think you're 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 a, a federale. They're gonna they're gonna hide. Something else is happening, and I've got videos that even explain my. You guys have heard my theories about the trucker convoys and where they're taking. They're filling up commissaries and under in underworld facilities, and they've got these migrant workers down there on these, uh, and basically promising them citizenship. But the truth is, this is no different than the medieval age when kings and barons, dukes and lords needed moats, fosses, and castles built. Every every. Every laborer who was on those crews were never seen again. They can't let them live because they know the, the positions of all the secret tunnels and the escape hatches and all that stuff like that. So they kill them. This is exactly what's going on. They got all these migrant workers. And at the border in Texas, it has already been reported multiple times that these migrants that are coming over are being picked up by U.S. military convoys. What the fuck is the U.S. military doing picking up a whole bunch of migrant workers? Why? So I have to assume the U.S. military is using them for something. 
And to me, it, to me, it goes hand in hand with the fact that I know isometrically for the years 2020, 2021, and 2022, I can go back to 1975, 74, and 73, and I can see that some of the largest bills passed by Congress were silent bills. And you can go Google it yourself, and you will find out that the United States Congress at that time released they they approved the funding for underworld cities. This was all done in the 70s, but it's being played out isometrically now in the 2000s. But it's all, I mean, this is all my theory. It could be all conjecture, but every bit of it makes sense concerning the fact that 5,500 years of history shows that we've been going through soft and hard resets every 138 years, and that this 138-year patterning has always been known to the elite. It's not been unknown to them. They have kept the, they have kept the, the correct calendar while steadily publishing bullshit calendars to us, getting us to lose the times. The Phoenix has always been hurt. Perfect periodicity every May, every 138 years in the month of May. So this is what I believe is, is truly happening. This is why I believe that the news agencies, all this, no, nothing makes sense anymore because they really don't even care about maintaining any type of narrative. It takes too much energy. So it's just easily, it's, it's, it's easier just to just say fuck it and release chaos. Have the conservatives believe that they're on the winning side? Have the liberals and socialists believe that they're on the winning side when everybody on the surface is basically on the losing side? Hmm. Yeah, and the conservatives and people on our side, many of them used to be the much more rational group and people that we could count on. But the last few years have proven that they're just as crazy as any liberal now in that they believe that there's this secret cabal that's being vanquished by the uh, white hats in the military and that Tom Hanks and all the baby eaters are in Gitmo and like just absolute <laughs> insane stories, which you already mentioned operation trust in Russia in the 1920s was the same thing. They were saying that there was a secret group of people that were actually in control. Just, just trust the plan. It was like literally trust the plan comrade. Yes. And, uh, that makes sense now that you get this the other side, our side, you know, not our, our more shrinking, you know, quickly shrinking side that we have. But the people that are ideologically aligned with us are just as crazy as the other group. So they're just believing whatever the narrative is either. I can perfectly see like I, I wouldn't surprise me at all if Trump becomes president again and all of the things that we've been screaming about to people like digital ID, CBDCs, um, social credit score, if all of it's implemented by him, because our side would completely go along with it and go, well, that's what we need to get rid of all of these pedophile baby eaters, basically. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. get that. I, I, I can see that as well. I can definitely, I can definitely see that as well. But the problem is a lot more than just the United States. It's a, I will, my, my time spent with Martin is also open to my eyes. I had no idea that the UK, Ireland, and, and the red, I mean, all of them, even Wales was, was in the state that it is. I knew that it was bad, but I also know that the United Kingdom has been a captured Jewish operation for, for way longer than the United States has. Now, since the days of Oliver Cromwell, the Jews have had, have, ba have basically had their dominion over the United, the uh, England and by extension the UK. I didn't know it was this bad. There's always been a lot of resistance here in the United States, but I think the last of that resistance was stamped out during McCarthyism. 
when Senator McCarthy tried to make a last stand and, and warn the American public just how many of these people were actually hiding in our government, having Americanized their names to conceal their identities. But so, yeah, and he was right. They blacklisted him almost as badly as they did Hitler. Now, yeah. hey, do you, now, do you guys think that the, um, well, first of all, do you know that one of the meanings of the word Reich is realm? So the in, in regards to the Third Reich, do you think these guys found out that we lived in a construct? Because when we look at the stuff with the development of the V2 rocket, you know, testing the heights of the firmament, and then these expeditions to Antarctica to maybe, you know, go touch the walls, it, it seems like the Germans found some information that they maybe they stumbled upon. What do you what do you think Brodnick, happened there? Brodnick, I believe one hundred percent that you're correct that the uh, the Nazi, which which just means nationalist in German, it is something that the Jews have demonized. The Jew the Jews have demonized all references to nationalism. It doesn't matter if you're a French naturalist, uh, or if you're a German naturalist, if you're an American naturalist. Naturalist, it's a. Uh, uh, it's that's all Nazi is is naturalist uh, is is a nationalist excuse me so it's a, I believe you're absolutely correct because the um, the Germans were very very intelligent and they had their libraries I mean some of these guys Arthur if you've read Arthur Schopenhauer if you if you read uh, Reichenbach you'll see they 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 already understood that our world was a construct it's a there's a reason why Hitler was sending out like gold bells and several other people to go raid museums and artifacts and, and bring things. He was definitely looking for something they had access. I, I agree a hundred percent that there was, um, uh, there was a knowledge among the Nazis because I think that that's exactly what uh, happened after, after the Nuremberg trials, once the war was done, once the enemy was sanitized, once once the once the the basically the Jewish cabal was in absolute total control now, that's when they took that German expertise and they and they sent it to El Paso, Texas. And they sent all those people to El Paso, Texas, and they started like like a, a whole new agency there. Later on, it became NASA. But uh, a lot of them went to go work at Wright-Patterson Airfield Base, which was a top-secret uh, reverse engineering earring site for the U.S. Air Force. And um, it's the actual place where the 1947 Roswell artifacts were taken. It wasn't Hangar 18, Area 51. All that was all that was just misdirection. The actual pieces of that wreckage that is claimed to be a UFO. I don't believe it was a UFO. I believe it was a sophisticated aerial equipment that was basically uh, given to us by underworlders. I don't believe it came from out out of space or none of that. But it's a. Uh, that stuff was taken to Wright Patterson Air Force Base and 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 dismantled and researched. Well, yeah, I I agree, Grognak. The whole Nazi scientific, uh, uh, basically, their whole program. All it was is after the war exported to the United States. Right, and it wasn't, and it wasn't just yeah, the uh, just the not- science. Oh. It wasn't just the scientists either, because we've talked about quite a bit how um, how we they took in the uh, psychologists and psychiatrists, uh, all the experimental psychiatrists that ended up doing uh, Project MK Ultra, um, being involved with the Phoenix Project yeah. and and the Harvard experiments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. It was just uh, well. I mean, this is where it was the Germans. Scientists in America that spearheaded Operation Fishbowl, mm-hmm. that spearheaded Operation Deep Freeze. It was Operation uh, High Jump. All these, yeah, it's uh, 
So here's uh, a question. I, just believe, I, have, I believe they just they just they just brought the not the Nazi brains over to America. That's all. Right. So the Jews basically won World War Two. Right. Is that what we're saying? The Jews basically won World War Two. That's exactly what happened. They okay. Won World War One as well. So so the Jews won World yeah. War Two, yeah. and then they brought their enemies, the Nazis, over to the United States, and like, I I just don't understand. My thing is like they willingly came over and you know well, well according to the uh, the Nazi files the you know the big the big Hitler fans that I know um, they were forced to work for NASA otherwise they would have gone to Gulag in Russia right that's the that's the theory but uh, I mean Werner von Braun ended up like having television shows on Disney it didn't sound like he was you know it, it was it was a, a you know very rough move. For him to have to come over to work for the enemy, you know what I mean. He also has a very interesting headstone on his grave. Yeah, that too. Yes, the Psalms uh, about the firmament. Right. It just yep. to me, it seems that like it. It seems that these guys were working together a lot longer than we think they were working together. They, they seem pretty enthusiastic. Yes. It, it, listen, in in the old feudal days, it. Uh, listen, these 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 dukes and these barons would have these battles and stuff, and even one that lost was treated with the utmost respect. It's like the nobility lived by different rules than 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 the lessers, you know, ordinary plebeians, ordinary people. It's a uh, well, all throughout history we see this. We see this with the Hittites and the, and the Egyptians. Remember. The Battle of Kadesh was one of the most decisive battles ever fought. It decided which empire was going to rule the Near East uh, and, and have control over the Mediterranean. And the Hittites, the Hittites with Amorite auxiliaries, they 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 posted up around Kadesh, the holy city, in 1273 BC, and the Egyptians weren't gonna have it. And Pharaoh Ramesses II brought his whole army and got smashed to the point to where the Hittites surrounded Pharaoh's small entourage because his own Egyptian army fled, the ones that survived. And they captured Pharaoh, but instead the Hittites entered one of the one of the most memorable peace treaties of all time, and it was because of the encroaching Sea Peoples Federation that was just coming into the Mediterranean, a people of mystery coming from 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 the Atlantic somewhere. And but what I'm saying is, is Pharaoh, the Hittites could have could have killed Pharaoh right there, but they didn't. And there are many different battles throughout history where the kings, regents, rulers, lords, dukes, dictators, whatever, they seem to even win. They, the victors had them in their power where they could beheaded them. They could have done the old Roman style and ran them through a triumph down, down, down the, the, the thoroughfare in Rome to the pit. They didn't. And it seems like the same, the same, uh, I don't know, this echelon of society, these untouchables, all throughout history, we see patterns of these untouchables. And it seems like the whole World War II deal was the same way. Uh, the higher ups are untouchable. It doesn't matter that they're German or anything, but they, they, it, when they, when they're needed to move on somewhere else, they come to America. And it, the same thing, the same thing in, in the Napoleonic Wars. Many, uh, many of the losers of these battles were treated with the utmost respect. <laughs> their men were executed. They were killed. They were allowed to have tea, fuck their whore, and go back home. 
<laughs> okay, so so it had to do more with respect amongst the elites then. Okay. Well, I'm thinking I'm thinking that most of the elites are are related by blood. So uh yeah, I'm oh, thinking I believe it goes that too. a lot more than just etiquette and respect for what echelon of society they have attained. I think that that uh there's a lot of these people in different in different countries that are actually you know, they're they're blood related to Rockefellers and Rothschilds and and whatnot. I mean, look at Crudo in in in, in uh Canada. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Canadians hate this son of a bitch. But I mean he's he's got him and the Clintons, I mean, they all they all have these blood ties back to royalty. And uh and it's a lot more than you think. There's a lot of people in, in positions of power, like Angela Merkel of Germany, who would have guessed? She 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 was of no of the nobility. It's right. a, there's a lot of them. When when you when you go to research and you find out, say, damn, this is the second cousin of such and such king and queen, not even hundred, you know, 110 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how many rulers of the world today. Are, are related to royal families. Well, there's this the story of the the girl who did the school project that found out that what is it like 44 out of 45 presidents have a, <clears throat> a relative that goes back all the way back to like basically King John. Yep. Yeah. British royalty. Bush is Bush is uh, the Queen's cousin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, even Trump is included in yeah. the ro- yep. royalty. Yeah. Yep. Just just you know, but there uh, you know anybody can be president. Bill Clinton said so. <laughs> Or an astronaut. Or an astronaut, yeah, yeah, astronaut. An astronaut. An astronaut. Mm. Oh, man. You're a good swimmer to be an astronaut. Yeah, you got to be a liar. A (laughs) A really good liar. Uh, Comes easy to them. (laughs) I think the the Nazis were onto sort of advanced technologies from what some of them stated were others. Yeah? Like, um, I know Teller was later, but he said we had help from others, and... They had like an obsession, you know, Hitler had an obsession with Antarctica explorers early on. And, you know, the Nazis apparently went to New Schwaben land. They got grabbed a chunk of Antarctica early on, you know, and they had some early Nazi expeditions to Antarctica. So I definitely feel, you know, they got tech from somewhere because they had the Foo Fighters, you know, the, the Glocken. And I think they were up to something with this technology because um, there was a U-boat sunk and it was, cap- it was captured, actually. Um, and it was full of carrying large amounts of mercury, okay? And it wasn't like the boat wasn't used for sinking ships. Um, they claimed that the mercury was going to be used for for proximity mines, okay? But it was a large amount. And I can't help thinking it was for these programs they had with, you know, possibly the Glocken, you know. I, I think they had, a, you know, I think they were way advanced uh, more than, you know, we're led to believe. I think that that is a reality. I really do. I tend to agree with yeah. that 100%. <laughs> yeah, but I was told that mercury was poisonous and that um, it's dangerous yeah. for people and you're not supposed to touch it. Right? No, I had it in my mouth, though. I, I had mercury fillings, amalgam fillings were mercury back in the day. Right. But I've literally had liquid mercury when I was a child. I got it off from my friend's father at Steelworks, and I used to play with it in my mouth. Yeah, there's yeah. a video of a Russian guy that's uh, just drinking it, actually. He's just taking yeah, a big handful of it and drinking it, yeah. I have seen that. That's My, so I weird. have a pet theory that's not based on any, any evidence whatsoever, but the uh, mercury that used to be in the cathedrals that was in the balls that yeah, were probably yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think that they did a I think they did an op, uh just like they did with radium, where they said, Oh, it's poisonous, we gotta remove it from all the cathedrals, it's dangerous for people, and then they took it out like little by little, and that's why we still have the 100%. shells of the cathedrals, but mm-hmm. without the energy 
uh, portion of it. Yeah, they did mm. the same with um, lead years ago. They said, "Oh, lead gives you brain damage," and everyone had lead paint. And then yep. we, they demanded that everyone remove the lead paint. Just so happens the lead is a really good electromagnetic blocker, and you wouldn't want yep. that on your walls, would you? Right. Yeah, you can't have people that. living in their own Faraday cages, yeah, can you? You got it exactly. That yeah. yeah. So, mm. No, they said mental. Yeah, that's what caused all the the dumb boomers was the lead paint. All the all the lead paint and all the living under power lines. Yeah. Right, because every time I see a piece of paint flicking off the wall, I put it in my mouth and eat it. Yeah, yeah same. I had, I choose. I came. I worked with asbestos, which is supposed to be deadly, but there's there's a conspiracy out there that this is just um, you know an anti-Russian thing because they're the only people in the world that are mining this blue asbestos. So it's really deadly. One particle per million gives you cancer. Mm-hmm. I used to be covered from head to toe in this stuff, just ripping it out in construction work covered mm. you know my clothes are supposed to be contaminated and throw them away whatever i took no notice nothing ever happened it's just bullshit no there's just a there's just was, that I commercial was, um, gonna say earlier too there's just that commercial just real quick. i was just gonna oh, say right. earlier too what you're talking about <laughs> sorry johnny's go ahead johnny uh well before we get off the uh the, the asbestos thing i was gonna say the only thing that's left over from that is that 25 to 30 year commercial that's been running about that if you were a loved one that's been affected by a mesothelioma like are they ever going to settle that lawsuit right yeah 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 all these years i know okay sorry skull go ahead yeah i was gonna say earlier yeah, that's fine. I was going to say earlier when you're talking about the New Schwabenland uh, and yeah. the map, the maps, all the maps of New Schwabenland. This is something that I just always found suspect uh, since I realized the shape of the realm and that, you know, we don't live on a spinning ball. They're all globe maps, which always made me a little bit like, OK, sure, there's all this information about how the Nazis went to Antarctica and there's something going on there. But why are all the maps the like if they really knew what was going on? Yeah, we all know that it's not a, a, a an ice covered continent on the bottom of a ball. So no. why are all the maps that way that we can find? Well, I've seen an inverted map with the azimuth collector distance in the center, and it makes much more sense. And you should learn it's just south, you know, outwardly of say uh, South Africa. Okay, mm-hmm. and then it's this large track. You know, with um like. Jason just mentioned Operation uh, Fishbowl and, you know, high jump and the rest. You know, as soon as Fishbowl is done with, what comes in? The Antarctica Treaty. Now, in, in my recollection, you do a treaty with somebody, like another person of somebody. You know, who exactly is this treaty with? And, you know, the whole narrative for the treaty is just ridiculous. All of these countries are supposed to be enemies and bordering one another. And, you know, this is just none of this is happening guys yeah this is a, a, an ice ring all the way around us and we're down below this in, a, in some sort of lake and this and and i don't think there's much of this land because you can get around it all in no time at all so it's not even big at all uh, this realm that we're in yeah yeah well it's definitely it's it's definitely not curved that was a realm Ian. yeah <laughs> Whatever, however large no, it is, no, it's definitely no, not curved. I've been searching for eight years, and there's no curvature. If there no. is, they need to revise their curvature calculator <laughs> because I can't find the curve. Yeah. No, in the Black Swan photographs, we can see ten mi- over ten miles out. So that would mean that it's ten times the size that we currently believe it to be. That it would be butting up against the moon. You could just walk over to the moon. You know, you wouldn't need a a rocket ship to get up there. It's it's ridiculous. It needs to be 
Hey, um, before you guys go, one of the questions I wanted to ask you about antiquitech or weaponry is the alchemical symbol of a snake or a serpent seems yeah, to be magnet, maybe magnetism. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. That's no, what, what do you think this, this petrification is caused? Do you think that's caused by a weapon also? Like turning the Medusa effect? Well, that's what we call it, the Medusa effect. You know, you stare at Medusa um, outside of a reflection and you turn to stone. You know, and you always see in antiquity and these alchemical images, the Medusa on, on a shield, um, always with the fasces. Not always, but you see it predominantly with the fasces, showing you that they're connected. You know, you know, there's two sides to fasces technology. There's a good side as well, because um, church organs are also a bundle of rods put together and they give you, you know, an augmentative sound, um, which is healing in its nature so there's you know it's not all destructive the fascist technology there's a good side to it too there's always two sides to every coin so there's good and there's bad but yeah um, i think that's what's going on brother what do you what do you think the uh medusa technology was capable of there's a lot of people who um have theorized that a lot of the statues that we see that are so perfect that's like me yeah 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 Stoke yeah what do you what, what do you think about that well, I've been talking about the stone people for years, you know, the, the, you know, some of them, especially cemetery art and, you know, specifically some of the most famous architectural pieces like um, the statue of um, David by Michelangelo. And there's, you know, I had like literally posted about that and I got it like deleted, like there was something wrong with it. I'm like, uh oh, don't talk about the statue of David then. Hmm. Um, is they're too lifelike. They look like they're caught in some of these, you know, there's um, in uh, Rome Basilica. Uh, St. Peter's Basilica, there's a statue of Teresa, um, St. Teresa, and she literally looks like she's having an orgasm. They caught her in a moment. Why the fuck they do this? You know, you can see pain in their face. So it looks like that they've been flash froze in turned to stone and petrified at a moment. So, yeah, that, that technology yeah, could literally turn things to stone, but it can also de-aggregate, um, which turns matter into, like, literally dust, which is what happened to probably the whole of North Africa got to the dust, which is why it's no longer a glittered in civilization in green pastures, and it's now a load of um, fucked up dustness, which is what you get in the Sahara Desert. <laughs> but the civilization there, massive civilization there. there. Yeah. Or was. Yeah, there's a statue of Moses um, seated, and he's holding a book, and he's got one pinky finger raised and there's a single muscle in the forearm that um flexes when you raise that pinky finger yeah. and the statue is so perfect that the it perfectly muscle exactly yeah. that. and i've posted about that muscle it can only happen and flex when you do that muscle it's just craziness yeah but regarding moses you know you got the moses staff and the serpent literally coils the staff mm -hmm. yep yeah we see it in so many alchemical Im images and we think this is uh you know akin to electromagnetic technology you know Put a serpent um, around a you know a central coil, and then you get a charge, which is mm. essentially like an underground sea cable or a church window. They all look exactly the same because they are the same. They're the same technology. So this place works. Yep. Fractal geometry, not what they say. <laughs> well, there we go. Good name. Yes, that's great. Mm -hmm. The plot pickens. <laughs> there's so so much more i actually. had, um, I, had uh, if, I had one more question just um from the archaics telegram chat the, the guys wanted me to ask 
um, Martin, you guys, both Jason and Martin, you guys were talking about how you brought those terabyte drives of uh, images and information to each other and stuff. And some of the guys on the archaic side wanted to know because they are suspicious of internet images and AI creating images and wanted to... Sure, I am too. So I just want to put your minds at rest. Um, I I literally go around bollocking anyone on Facebook who is literally putting these new generated AI images out. You know, especially the ones that just been put out about Antarctica and Greco-Romano fucking architecture and uh, supposedly a Scots Antarctica's expedition that just right. shit out of nowhere, which are obviously um, AI. So um, I've been going around chasing people up and saying, look, you're just fucking the whole game up. Just keep on posting these. So, yeah, um, I can't, you know, guarantee, you know, all my images haven't been altered, but I do really, you know, I am really conscientious about what images I download. So, yeah, I try my best. Awesome. Yeah. That's good to hear. Yeah, yeah the AI is really cool, but it's also going to really fuck well, things up moving forward. Up when you get yeah. people spreading it like it's fucking real information and happy to do so, you know, regardless of whether they know it's AI. They don't never, you know, it took me two seconds to find out that's the source of the, the, you know, the AI generator of the images to be two seconds. So well, even even in World War II before they were, I mean, I don't know how long AI has been used. I think it's probably been used a lot longer than we believe it to be, yeah. but just standard doctored images, like the famous one of Stalin removing the guy from that. Yeah, but he's, also... he's adjutant. He removes him from the images. But um, I've got evidence of photoshopping in the Victorian era. They were doing, in 1900, um, video or, or movies, um, there's that uh, going to the moon movie, where they're overlapping people in the one image, showing ghosts and stuff. They were doing incredible yep. things with movies in 1900s, guys. Yes, so there's a bunch of uh, Nazi atrocity photographs that are just completely photoshopped, like the woman off of the tank or... Rock yeah. in the sky. We we seen you know with the vanilla sky um, issue, um, we've literally seen them like airbrushing the sky out. That they're knocking off trimleys and they're not careful with the airbrushing. So there's definitely fuckery going on with the old photographs. Okay. Yep. But I, I go into old albums from um, you know from other sources, my sources, um, and I go through them photographs from albums that you know selected rather than the Google images and the fuckery. You know, I'm very careful about what I download. But yeah, there is fuckery with these images. Speaking of strange images, the one you have on the community page for this podcast, it looks like a guy who has a pallet wrapped in plastic. Listen, listen. Yeah, when you had, when Johnny asked me to share those three links, I thought we were going to be focusing and talking about a lot of these fake pictures of Civil War that's been posted on the internet and all this fake stuff. That's one of them. That's a very fake photo on the internet that's supposed to be Civil War vintage. <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah, well, we were going to do a lot of fake photos if the live stream actually worked. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry about that again, yeah, guys. A, we're gonna have yeah, to do that a again. Lot, man. There's, there's a lot of there's a. I mean, the government's the government's website basically says that the the official Civil War photos are like. Like Martin said, they came from a greenhouse, the glass plates and all that. But those are the official Civil War photos, and there's not a lot of them. However, when you Google Civil War photos now, we're getting all kinds of stuff as if somebody's just making stuff up now and throwing them out there. Yeah, 100% agree with you, Jason. I've seen these photographs shit out of nowhere, and I've been searching uh, Civil War photographs for years now. 
Yeah, do you guys think that's just some mid-journey AI type stuff going on? Yeah, there's always a fake background, like they're in some sort of tent, yeah. and there's an introduced background, and it's all like, you know, this bit's missing, and cut. you can just see this fuckery with it, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, what well, do you guys... Our video, Johnny, our video we did on the Civil War, the mm-hmm. subtitle was the fake photo phenomenon. Right, that was the, yeah, that, I watched that, I liked that one, that was awesome. Actually, I listened to that on my on my drive home the other day, again. Um there was so much fake photography out there now. And with the mid journey stuff, putting stuff out there that looks like the stuff you would see from, you know, like the world's fair photos or, um, whatever that thing is down there in Brazil that they were calling an expo and the thing in the middle of the jungle there in Colombia, and like all these, how, how long, how long do you think they've been doing this with fake pictures? Since the invention of the camera. Yeah. Well, I think that's a simple technology, and I've showed with the camera obscura um, and the magic mirror uh, technology that they were showing moving images, mm. not just photographs, moving images in the late Middle Ages. Mm. You know, I've already, that's a thing. You know, uh, Galileo Galilei even devised some sort of projection unit. Uh, Kirsch the books, you know, Kirsch to Jason, he shows um, moving image, magic mirror images, basically. Uh, the magic lantern, excuse me, uh, which will give you moving images on a wall. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's an older technology. I always um, thought because um, they found a load of special optics apparently belonging to um, Napoleon Bonaparte, which took suspiciously like attachments for what looked like cine cameras. So um, I put a video out there years ago. Can you imagine, you know, if they had in 1900... Um, you know, this level of photoshopping where they can overlay images, have ghosts and what have you. Um, would it be conceivable that, you know, Queen Victoria was actually sitting in her room in Buckingham Palace or wherever, um, watching on a camera um, some of these events and battles actually going down? You know, I really do think, you know, that this technology is older. Um, I've got evidence I could show you, I could present of um, Skype being used. It's called Skype. Um, as early as the 1920s, Germany had televisions where you could see somebody exactly mm-hmm. the same as Skype. You know, nothing new under the sun, guys. This is, I think it's an older technology. I really do. And I think that, um, like Jason said, with the, the elites and et cetera, you know, how could they hide it all, um, you know, the resets and all of that? Well, they got the libraries. They got the kids in, you know, in 1900, they put kids into one-room schoolrooms with one crazy-ass teacher, which told them about globes, fucking dinosaurs, and evolution. That was it, okay? And yes. this is where we ended up, you know? Um, and, and the libraries and all of the information and our best essential thing is a photographic record because a photograph tells, a, you know, a thousand words. So they get them, and that's our view of uh, the only view we have of history then sure, they're going to definitely try and alter it in some way. Yeah. So um, I think, it's, again, it's like that. You know, I go back with all the sources, you know, the stuff I get, I grab from the 1700s, 1800s early as I possibly can, uh, which seems to be outside of the fuckery. You know, Jason will tell you, there seems to be a crossover point where, you know, there's good information, high-level intellect, and then it goes to, you know, they seem to just go into a complete cult mentality. You know, with the whole, you know, it's that the whole Big Bang thing comes from, you know, Jewish mentality. You know, Lemaitre, he's a, he's a Jesuit, he's a, and he just comes up with this bullshit in the 1930s, and everyone got to go with it. 
You know? It's the Kabbalah origin story. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. You know, yeah. even the even the fundamentals of quantum mechanics are just Kabbalah repeated. It's so it's strange how that works like that, you know. Uh, isn't it? It's everything <laughs> that goes to Kabbalah. And all it's of weird. The top physicists like Edward Teller. So all of the atom bomb bullshit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I'm sure maybe you don't go with nukes, I don't know. But you know, the fucking Oppenheimer. Oh yeah? Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. we become the Oppen- destroyer of worlds. I have become yeah, he's such a fag. That's like and I I gotta go. I, I like the Truman. I like the Truman line where Truman's like, shut the fuck up. I I dropped the bomb. You didn't kill anybody. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, why is it it seems the Jesuits are the group that go around documenting what's there and then smashing it so They're no one else knows? Force. Yeah, are they are they working for the people underground, do you think? Probably, yeah, probably. Yeah, definitely. I think so. Yeah. I think they're they're a go between. They're the policemen. If you read the Jesuit oath, bring it up on Google and read it, it'll figure the fuck out. It says stuff yeah. like if they caught us if they knew what they did, what we did, they would hang us in the streets. Um, they are willing to throw their own child against the wall if their master requires. Hmm. They are totally committed to the one power, um, which they say is, you know, the Vatican. But I think it goes deeper than that. I really do. I think the Vatican's a cover for, you know, the Vatican is Satan. There's no doubt about it. Okay. But I think there's a deeper thing going on, you know, controllers of them, somebody out of the way. You never get to see the elites, just pictures online. Where the fuck are they? Where do they shop? Where do they fly? Nobody ever fucking sees them. Are they even real, guys? Mm. Is, is how many different versions of fucking Elon Musk do you see? One minute he's fit with fair hair. Next minute he's got a bodysuit on, looks, looks like a shit took a shit. You know? <laughs> what the fuck? Well, so he forgot his Spanx one day, and now his, now his, oh, yeah. his moobs are hanging out, you know? His moobs. It's like yeah. who's sucking on whose titties, guys. Oh, it's so gross. You know? Yeah. It's well, gross. and then you don't, don't forget about the EGI going on, the elite gender inversion. Oh, man. There's, there's so much fuckery afoot, Martin. So much, Fova. Oh. There's that picture of him on the, on the yacht, too, where his chest. That's what I'm on about. Yeah, yeah. I, the, I think it's a bodysuit, brother. If you watch it back, yeah. he moves, and this, it's like that fucking suit that the lead singer of uh, Talking Heads used to wear. It's like right. in place, and he's fucking resting. There's that's a awesome. meme. Yeah, there's a meme of like him wearing that suit, and that's a bodysuit, and there's a little tiny him that's inside, inside the chest cavity. Yeah, that's what I see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's hilarious. It's fucking funny as fuck. Man. Yeah, how do we know they any of them exist, guys? We never see any of them, do we? And you know that inauguration of um, that trippy inauguration of of Biden. All they had was a load of fuck up elites. So Lady Gaga, like she's in fucking importance or any fucking. Person. Right. Well, they are. Those are the very important ones now. Yeah, you know? and um, you know, fucking what's his name? Break, achy breaky fucking heart. What's his name? Gaff Brooks. <laughs> How's, how's Garth Brooks best friends with um, Michael Obama and um, the other one? Yeah, I don't understand. How, they're all in the same club, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And there's no public there. Yeah, the public are way over there with masks on, seats apart. No, it was terrible. It was so I don't terrible. Think that shit went down, you know, guys. What's that? I don't think it went down. No, I think I think everything is I think everything is CGI at this point. And um, with most with that with that kind of kind of stuff, yeah, the um, Truman Show was probably the greatest truth drop movie of all time. Oh, yeah. a documentary, not a fucking. Yeah. Film. The only Absolutely. thing that's inaccurate about it is that people don't know that they're actors for the most part. Like only the people at the top, and then all the NPCs like yeah, are participating in the movie, but they don't realize that they're also playing roles. It's kind of Matt's theory about about the yeah. the Truman Show. Everybody's Truman, and there's there's not that many actors. Everybody's a Truman. 
pretty much. Yeah. I want to I want to go and discover somewhere. So sorry, Truman. It's all already been discovered. Yeah. Right. 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 Oh, so yeah. Don't and uh, don't go in there. It's scary. You might get shocked by uh, and they and they throw bolter. a fake nuclear disaster as well when he tries to escape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every fear tactic in the world used against him to get him to stop. <laughs> Yeah, just like they do to us with everything. Hey, um, before we get off the topic of AI and fake stuff, I saw a mid-journey picture today, and it was Bill Gates shaking hands with the devil. And it's Bill Gates. And it was Bill Gates and Bill Gates. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Gates shaking hands. Mid-journey, yeah. has, mid-journey has a sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty my, good. Um, my big wake up on the AI stuff and the fact that everything we look at is suspect was when the COVID operation happened. And then all of a sudden there were all these pictures from the 1918 Spanish flu era where all these people everywhere are wearing masks. And there's like, base, it was just like, I was looking at this going, no, no, no. wait a minute. That's so fake. Yeah, yeah. As well, like going on buses, wearing masks and that. I never seen none of these fucking images in my shirt, in my search. Perfect posed photographs in an era where it was supposed to be a big deal to take a picture of someone. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Fake. And, you know, uh, the ones that I like now that are that are fake pictures are the Ghislaine Maxwell at In-N-Out. Yeah. And the... The Prince Andrew with uh, Ghislaine and Epstein at the the graduation. Those are definitely AI pictures. Yeah. And those were used in the conspiracy world as like, look at this. Oh, my God. You know, and it's just AI. We got, I'm, we got, yeah, sure I definitely, sh- I'm not sure any of that shit's real, you know. But yeah. We got, I don't think Epstein's a real person personally. No, I, think, I never heard of him before and I couldn't give a fuck anyway because it all sounds like it's made up to me. Yeah. Well, she's in court. They got pencil drawings of him. Since when do they have fucking pencil drawings? Why can't I take a right. picture? Only in, only in really high end court cases do they use the guy with the, uh, with the, with the chalk stencil. You know, uh, yeah. it's just a whole narrative. He kills himself. He's a billionaire. These fucking iffy photographs with him with boys on the beach, which are obviously fucking photoshopped. It's just and ridiculous. if you somebody took drone footage of the temple and it's just a studio, it's just a fake. It's just a little box. There's nothing there. It was all there just to make people go crazy and spiral and come up with these stories and misdirect from actual things. Direction. That's all there is. Yeah. So you soaked on that portal of bullshittery. And get away from the price and thinking about yeah, the yeah, exactly what it is. Yeah, stick their heads in the sewer for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there, there's a kill, there's a kill pin, and there's underground tunnels, and it's like, yeah, there are underground tunnels, yeah, but it's not sure. what you guys think. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what they do. That gnarly shit, making out that people are really fucking terrible. When we yeah. are low, we're not really fucking terrible. That's just them. And then, well, then, of course, they get you all intrigued with the list of all the people that you love that went to Epstein Island. Right. Not Bill Murray. (laughs) Bill Murray. I know. I know. He was like 17 times. I'm like, come on. Oh. Yeah. That one hurt the most. That one hurt the most. I love that. There are a lot of them on the list, like that yeah. I can't stand anyway. You know? Yeah, exactly. Well, like, what was my favorite? Was the, uh, um, what's his name in the wheelchair there? Uh, Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking. One, yeah. One of the, Hawking. one of the Stephen Hawkings. Which one? Yes. We're not sure. But. <laughs> He's going down there to get his wheels waxed. Yeah. Yeah. My personal theory about Stephen Hawking is they were, he was a clone that they fucked up. Like they were trying to make a, one of those Android things and they fucked yeah. it up. And they're like, let's see if we can pass this off as the smartest human being on the entire planet. Mm. And then they're like, they're buying it. 
They're actually buying it. Uh, serious gaslighting. But no fucker yeah. have ever survived from that disease more than six months. And there he is, 40 years later, greatest physicist in the fucking world. Yeah, yeah. Dude, yes. the original... Yes. The original videos of him where he's World just course. like, <laughs> and he's like, yes, and then the universe blew up in a giant explosion. Yeah, he's like, you heard him say that? Yeah. Just mathematically prove that, disprove the existence of God. You know, there you go. Yep. Yeah, and all, sure. all we heard was, <laughs> <laughs> he's got three different sets of teeth. Oh my god, the long, the like the the donkey toothed one where he's yeah. got like the lower jaw of 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 a, of a donkey. Yeah, the teeth just keep uh. growing. They're like, I guess as you get, I, I didn't know this happened, but I know your ears, your nose, apparently your teeth keep growing as growing. you get older. Yeah, yeah, but he's only talking with like a little flinch of his cheek, apparently, just to add insult to injury. That's what they tell us. You know, right. he just flinches his cheek, and that interprets into words. <sighs> <laughs> just like Helen Keller. Just like Helen Keller. Helen Keller is fucking bullshit. She oh, absolutely. Chaplin. That tells me everything I need to know. Well, she spoke with a British accent. Like, she better be fucking blind. You know Stevie Wonder? He better be fucking blind because I caught yeah. him looking at his wristwatch. Oh, yes. Yeah. No, Stevie Wonder is not blind. Stevie Wonder is not blind. No, what the fuck? Eddie, Murphy, Eddie Murphy has told people that Stevie's not blind before. And, and no, it's that ha ha Eddie telling jokes. But, you know, no, it's true. It's Eddie. Ed, yeah. <laughs> It's not. He's on camera catching a micro uh, mic stand that Paul McCartney knocks over during like, during that? We Are the World. Yeah. It was the during yeah, like yeah. the We Are the, we are the world. yeah yeah Just yeah catches it. Well, I, I you know, and of course that's there you go. That's something to get people talking about something that's not. I don't know, like the, the We Are the World was a was a big stupid thing, right? Yeah. To get people together to give money for Africa. Yeah, hold hands around the globe. Yeah, yeah. I wonder where that money went. Right, it didn't go to Africa. No, I, I was when I was in the Merchant Navy, man. It happened when Live Aid was happening, mm-hmm. and all, I, I met a lot of sailors who were supposed to be taking this stuff down to save the famine victims in Ethiopia. He said, "What fucking famine?" He said, "None of it's going there. We're unpacking it all in the Sudan. They're selling it all off. It's just a scam." Mm. I was like, "What?" Yeah, man. yeah. There was no like, them images. Fuck knows where they got them images, but they show you with kids with flies all over them, fucking you know, all dying in, in Ethiopian famine. The reality was that wasn't happening. Ethiopians quite a well you know, quite well off on African standards. Yeah. Addis Ababa is a big commercial city. It's just not the case. Wait a minute. You're telling me that all this time. Famine for live aid. I know. Yeah, it's a psyop. I know. A guy called Berger. The guy, I called him that because he was from Hamburg. He was, I met him (laughs) and he was on the ship. So it was called him Berger for a nickname. Mm -hmm. He was safe as fuck. Um, and he said, no, man, we're taking the stuff down to live for live aid down to we're dropping her off. He said, we're unloading it in the Sudan. He said, hmm. none of it's going there. He said, That's crazy. They're selling her all off from there. I was like, really? So I knew then that, you know, live aid was bullshit. You mean everything's fake and gay, Johnny? Yes, everything's, every, fake, everything's fake and gay. Bro. Yes, everything is. We, we have a saying around here, Martin. Everything is fake and gay. Yeah, it is. Yes. Yeah. It's fake as fuck. <clears throat> Damn. Well, um. We're over two hours right now. Um, how long do you guys have? <laughs> Maybe about 30, 40 years, I was hoping. 30, 40 years? Oh, I, know. Like, you know, <laughs> I think 150 possibly now with the new information and downloading data. Right on. You're going to get all your stuff downloaded onto a five terabyte hard drive? All my information? Yeah, from your brain. Yeah, I'd need more than that. Right. You need much. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. 
<laughs> There's a bunch of supercomputers in this room right now. <laughs> Download my consciousness into it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, oh, man. Explodes. I don't know about downloading my consciousness into anything. Yeah, fuck that. It no. explodes. No consciousness like a shrink can handle me. I'm sure, I can't, I'm sure any AI <laughs> consciousness sucker couldn't handle me. Probably just overload. Oh, fuck no. It would go. Oh, boy. Explode. Yeah, I wouldn't want to wish your consciousness on anybody. No, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Poor everybody. I'm so sorry. Oh man, so you guys are doing uh, you guys are doing a meetup soon? Yeah, man. man. Fifth of June. Uh, We've seen the venue. That'll be posted in the next two days. But yeah, myself and Jason. Sweet. Yeah, it's gonna be very sweet. Make sure to go. I will. I'm gonna. I'll try. I probably won't be able to, but I will try. Surfboard there, skateboard there. Skateboard, if you, leave, now, yeah. if you leave now, you'll get there in time. Absolutely, yeah. It's yeah. It's only. It's <laughs> yeah, only Martin. I don't know if you know. I'm originally from Texas, but I live cool. in Japan now. I wish I could go. I hopefully in the future I'll be able to come back there a lot more easily. Yes. Wow, cool. Do things like that. Yeah, cool. Of course, Japan sounds cool. I, yeah, Alt. I got a I got a good friend of mine named Jasmine. Uh, she uh she lives in Japan. She's done really? a bunch of art. She's done a bunch of artwork for Archaics. I, I've kept her on the payroll, but uh, uh, yeah. She, I don't know where in Japan she lives, but but uh, yeah. Jasmine's in Japan. She she's she's single. Does does her own art studio stuff. Oh, that's uh, cool. Real, real well well educated too. But uh, she's good people. I don't, I don't know where she's at, but she's in your neck of the woods. Really, that's interesting. <laughs> Yeah, most people that are in Japan aren't anywhere near me because I'm like away from all the big cities, which is the way I like it to be. But <laughs> yeah, right on. So, all right. Well, let's let's let me wrap this one up for this evening, guys. Uh, we're at about two and a half hours. Um, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to see if we can't schedule a live stream again. Once I can figure out why it was it was fucked up. What do you think? They do one once a week, so I don't know why. Yeah, that's yeah. really disappointing, but sorry it is. about that. It, it has to, I'm, I'm almost guaranteeing it has to do with my uh, third-rate internet out here in the woods. Good. But yeah, two and a half hours is about my max. I'm about ready to go get something to eat. All right, you guys. Well, Jason, <laughs> Martin, thank you guys Thanks. for stopping by. Um, really appreciate Thanks for coming it. Coming on, guys. Yeah, yeah. Great yes. to meet you guys. Great, great talk. Yeah, so you too. That was awesome. Yeah, it was so cool. <laughs> Yo, oh, uh, hey, Johnny Grognack, Jab, uh, Jack Alt. Hey, listen, and 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 uh, the other two guys that aren't here tonight. If if you guys want to talk about anything that's not acceptable on YouTube or something, and you want to just do a Zoom with me or something, you can send me a link or I'll send you a link. Send me an email, whatever you want to talk about, because I'm uploading videos with all different types of personalities. We're talking about all kinds of stuff, and I'm uploading them to my archaics.tv because uh, real soon I'm going to go ahead and open that to the public. But awesome. right now I'm just acquiring videos, trying to get some content on there before I start. Awesome. Yes, we will definitely do that. Yeah, I'm down. Absolutely. Yeah, whatever, if, if, if y'all want to talk as a group or if y'all want to talk just individually, it, don't even, it doesn't even matter. Just send me an email and I'll set it up and we'll just do a Zoom. Absolutely, man. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. 
Yeah, man. Talking about things that get us banned off of YouTube is our specialty. <laughs> man, I, <laughs> that's all we do. Yeah, my turn's probably coming. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> yes. Hey, it happens. It happens to the best it of us. It does happen. We've all had it. It happens yeah. to the best of us. That's right. Yeah. Hey, Martin, uh, thank you, sir, for coming on. It was good to meet you. Uh, we're going to have to have you come back on. That was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. The paranormies, I've heard of you and stuff, but I haven't actually tuned in. But I'm glad I know now. Yes. On my radar. Yes, we're uh, we're the we're the fun conspiracy guys. You are fun. I noticed that. Absolutely. <laughs> you why? Look, everything is fake and gay. If you can't look at it and laugh, it is. We it can't is be fun. friends. We can't be yeah. friends. Sorry. I know. Yeah. And the world's full of pussies. We all know it. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Just saying. All right. Well, we are going to take off. Um, we will be back on Tuesday with the live stream on Pilled and D Live and Odyssey. Sorry about what happened this weekend. I don't know. We'll see you all later. Time travel makes you gay. <laughs>